Jay. Buddy. I've got a confession to make. Yeah. We know I'm probably a tip-top pilot. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jesus. Christ. And I requested... We were just, he was just talking about how he wants to get an airplane so you can fly. Yeah, I know. There's I, this podcast. I'm petitioning. I'm, I'm trying to get a hold of some flight school action. Did you did you see where a, a local yeah. guy who's an instructor messaged yeah. us? So I'm really going to need to, to oh, reach out to him. Yeah. He's going to hook so Jay up. I'm really going to need to reach out to him because the day after we recorded that podcast... Uh, I took our brand new drone and smoked it into a tree. Oh, so so the drone's dead now? No, it's back. It's back and it works. Are you just taking it for Tommy? Did he crash it? No, he did not crash it. Why why in the world did you let Jay fly the drone? He was, there was no, (laughs) he wasn't reluctant about it at all. He's like, you want to fly it? Not his money. That's what that's what this is. Is it yeah. a DJI? Oh yeah, of course. There's no way. Fancy. There's no way I would have let Jay fly that. Like well, I see, knew, just like fly. So you you crashed the drone, but you want to fly me in in my jet? Yes, yeah, family. It was a point. Yeah. Oh my god! Point. That just yeah. No I was way. proving it's a thought point about my children. I need flight school, and this was the point that I was trying to make. Yeah, and my kids and, deserve a real pilot. But also, you can't even fly a fucking drone. It's not fixed wing. That's the whole thing. Oh, if it was a plane, that would have been fine. Thing. Yeah, I would have been fine. If fucking plane. two controls, so no that's helicopter. Too yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm not meant for helicopters, but but the drone is back. I think we, you're meant for podcasts and customer service. <laughs> I, I think you got some creative ideas. Let's not let's not drive the train, my man. You're right. I'm gonna go to flight school anyway. But so, so someone messaged and said, you, "Yeah, there's you, a there's a dude that did you see that? A, yeah, the only thing that I was curious about was I think he's trying to be the Q pilot." And I can't let that happen. So I'm I all about that because he's an actual pilot. So yeah, Thomas, that go sounds to... good. You want you want to fly Thomas with me and this real pilot, or you want me and you to fly with uh, Jay, Jay driving this train? Like, what, what, what do you want, Tom? Just to just to clarify here, um, the day we got the drone, right? Oh, yeah, this is gonna be bad. I remember this glorious day. I remember asking uh, how much it costs. So the day we got the drone, it was it was a good day, you know. And Jay, having a, having a bunch of faith in me, right? He's like, hey, man, you know, if you want any pointers, you know, <laughs> flying, the, flying the drone. Yeah, you know, like, it's in my blood. And he's like, he's like it's in my blood. Um, you know, I, am, I was in the Air Force, so I can fly. I can fly. I, can, I will fly circles around you, and I will be willing to bet that you crash it first day. That's what he said to me. Mm. And I was like, oh, you want to? I, I love how you guys bet with gamble Your stuff. with my money. You know? <laughs> And it was fuck you guys. You know, I let it go. I let it go. But then, you know, we're out there doing the thing, the promo. And it was a good day. Great day. That's and a good video. Jay has flown the drone before, like for a quick two minutes, and, and it, was it was great. It was great. It was and I, I mean, you guys specifically said to me, "You can't crash it into stuff. It's right. set to where it doesn't do." Yeah, hundred percent. So we should hurt. hit yes. the company up because yeah. they lied. So, <laughs> so we're out there doing the thing, and you know, I trust Jay with most things, right? And he's why? Like, and he's like, "Can I take that for a spin?" And I was like, "Brother, yeah." You got this. It's Kevin's. Go ahead. No, it's not. Spin it around a motherfucking tree. This motherfucker. It's in his blood, Kevin. Yeah. He was in the Air Force. Air Force. Apparently, <laughs> it, it. what's in his actual blood is being a crash test dummy. Now, 
Now he's just zooming it around for like maybe two minutes, right? And not and, even that fast. And Adam and I, and uh, that's where you rein the controls back in. Com- See, I just have faith in my friend. You know what I mean? So like, which I so, appreciate. It's okay to have faith in your Why? friend. Why? Because he's a smart guy. He, but <laughs> so two minutes in, right? No, so smart. He crashed all of a sudden drone. we hear this crazy noise where the drone is out of control. And then all of a sudden you see it just spear <laughs> downwards like this into a tree and it just explodes. Like it is obliterated. The pieces are everywhere. There's like the arm is just fucking mangled. It is just it is a horror show. God, I'm just hearing about this now. <laughs> and we yeah, we've kept it. Yeah, because we were talking about how you just Earlier today, you just bought a drone. We're stepping up your market. Yeah, so now we're buying another drone. We're <laughs> no, stepping, no, no. stepping up. <laughs> no, no, no. no so the drone's if back. Jay flies a drone again, everybody gets a payroll deduction of one so, a week. So listen, <laughs> we kept it from you until we got it fixed. We got it fixed. Um, but we wanted to tell you what, on the what, podcast what because it was, it was <laughs> fucking charity. They just gave you guys the parts because it's in Jay's blood. No, no Jay, I want nothing to do with that drone from this point. Jay, will, Jay lost. I love how y'all surprised Kevin on stuff. You like y'all make Fuck a concerted y'all. effort to wait and spray it on him. Yeah, he's the, been talking the about drone. this drone, this old trip I've been here. The drone deserves better. <laughs> yeah, it That's does what deserve I'm better. Well. I, ne- I think record, we got to check some facts. I don't think Jay was ever in the Air Force. For the, re- <laughs> for the record, I did fly circles around Tommy. They were descending circles, but, <laughs> with, but a hard, with a hard stop at the end there. <laughs> yeah. How much was the repair bill? 40 bucks. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, well, it's we not also, nearly as dramatic as the also, Star Wars Death no, Star Well, we also had to pay for a couple hours of Drew's time. Yeah, Drew soldered it and stuff. So Drew, oh, oh y'all had to solder. Oh, so mm-hmm. one of the engineers that makes more money than me, we had to pay for a couple hours his time to solder your. Yeah, fuck he'll up. build. He'll he'll build you. Yeah, he's cool with it. <laughs> he'll build. He you. had a he had a good time. Yeah, he could have been. Yeah, I'm sure he did laughing at you, fucking monkeys. Yeah. Laughing at who? This guy. You, one, one guy. Hey, this guy. hey one you, guy. If I let my daughter smoke a bunch of weed and then drive the car. And we crash. Who's smoking weed? I, what are you Look at him. About? Look at him. Like, he, he visually stinks of weed. <laughs> he is the poster child for legalized marijuana. Like, weed. his dad, we've already said this, he's in, yeah. he's in charge of some drug task force, which is like, hey, give me all your drugs. But he's got the best weed, right? I don't yeah. think that's how it all works. All the weed. It's not? I watched, I saw The Departed. I see the movies. I know how these things work. I don't think so. It's like the evidence locker is probably fucking empty. Can Your you get a right DUI now is, for flying or I'm not trying to find out. Inf- probably. Um, probably, but the I'm not drone. trying to find out. Oh, that would be interesting because you can get a DUI for riding a bike drone. You can. Yeah. In Virginia Beach. You can. And what's the difference? Flying a drone. You get some prosecutor. I mean, I've dealt with these prosecutors. I mean, God bless Mandy. I bet she's happy working in another state now. She had to resign. But sometimes, you know, they'll they'll they'll, they'll you know they'll tap dance in the gray areas. No more drone driving for Jay. For Jay. That's no. just the that's nope. how it goes. Fixed wing only from here on out. <laughs> And so real I planes were I real saw fi- I saw the fixed wing thing on like social media. I'm like, hmm, what does that mean? Yeah, well, that's why. Well, but now I get it. Uh, not to well, pat now, myself on the back. When I go take a pee, I'm going to kick a dent in your door out there, <laughs> and then I'm going to let Q. Uh, I'm going to let Drew fix that. Okay, that's what we're going to do. Well, he has like expertise in what we need. Yeah, he's got expertise in dent Body removal. Work. You better hope, because <laughs> there's going to be a size ten and a half wide like fucking dent in your door that it looked like a donkey kicked. Well, I will say that <laughs> as soon as it happened, everyone was all. 
ha ha, it's not a big deal, ha ha, it ruined it my day. It never is. It ruined my day. If it's day. not your shit, I hope well, that's it ruined why, your week. That's why it was a big deal to me, because I'm like, it's not my money. The drone's back, but... Oh, is it? I need is flight it? school. We'll see. <laughs> I need flight school. So was this during the commercial for the um, yes. mystery shirt? Yeah, yeah, we did. Was we got. It? We did get a bunch of stuff. Yeah. With so it, now we need to sell a lot of mystery shirts. And she fucked a fourteen hundred dollar drone. Yeah. I'm still so curious as to how it happened. If someone could from how DJ it happened, I don't know. Thomas is flying. Everything's fucking cool. You fly well, it. You fucking crash it. I think what happened is Jay happened. Well, riddle me this. Is, I'll riddle it to riddle you. Like, is, is that so foreign you can't fucking understand? Yeah. It? Because we try. That thing has sensors all over it. It won't even let us get like within six. It feet doesn't of a human have being. terrible fucking pilots. <laughs> sensor all right well, the one sensor it's missing i fucked up i was i mean clearly oh oh <laughs> did you i did knew you? he was gonna be upset about it that's why it's so funny <laughs> it's so funny well, so i was like watching the upset. screen i was watching the screen everything's going great i was not going that fast i'm like well, i'm gonna turn it around whatever and all of a sudden i started i saw it start tumbling in the thing and i thought it lost connection or something so i was like i must have because uh, i mean it's in your good. fucking blood well no i guess i like uh, apparent, into some uh, tree apparently branches. you were adopted and it's not in your goddamn blood, all right? And you, I don't know, I forgive you guys now, but... Thanks. It's I, back. I totally want to set y'all on fire right now. Drew fixed we it. We fixed it. Well, Drew is a Shout fucking... Shout out, Drew. Drew's an all-star. You are benched again. Next week, not on the fucking podcast. Oh, man. That's all right. You know, you're going you're gonna to be writing a little fucking essay. I will not crash the drone. I will not crash the drone. I'll write like a hundred times. Well, did we get any good footage? I mean... Yeah. Really, that's what I'm... I mean, do, do we have footage of him crashing, Thomas? What I want. We don't no, have footage of him crashing, fuck. but God. you got on my ass the other day oh. about not having uh, footage for the uh, the Erector 9 video. Yeah. And it's pretty much because it happened right before we shot the Post-crash. Because... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah. but we got a bunch of other good stuff, now and now we can get up. all the good stuff. It's back. Drone's back. All right. God damn it. Let's move on. So <laughs> I was Please. so happy that you were now in the game full time and not the six man. You're not Bill Walton. I mean, now you're Robert Parrish. All right. And you're probably not going to know that because you're too young and you smoke. I know about the Celtics. I know about the Celtics. I don't smoke. Weed. So but first let's drop. OK, please stop talking. God damn it. Stop talking. <laughs> all right. So, Jay. I'm glad to have you back. I'm going to ignore you. all the stuff, Thomas, and you just told me. <laughs> and I, Rage, I'm suppressing that shit. This yeah. is some therapeutic stuff back I've been working her. on for quite a while. So, hey, our buddy Todd Askins. Uncle Tad Todd. Uncle Todd. <laughs> Uncle Todd. It's where we get all our good underwear. We get Unpossible 15. We get our, what else we get? We get backpacks. Boots. Shirts. Oh, my God, my boots. My Ultima boots. Yeah, I like them Ultima boots, Todd. Yeah, they're, this is a nice shoe. We don't have... Lots of good footage as I go next week, a week from what's tomorrow to Africa. So are you real excited about that trip? Oh, I'm so excited. Are you kidding me? Well, do you Africa is my homeland, number one. It's in his blood. <laughs> I d it's in my blood. I, I identify. it's everybody's homeland, right? Well, that that's what science says. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the battle briefs you just brought me today. Those are funny as shit. Who comes up with all those designs? Um, Frankie. Frankie Collins, our designer. He's really clever and great illustrator yeah yes. yeah comes up with a so bunch of them. you guys do the designs in-house we do yeah oh, so good did you see those i got today i did I hope I was, you don't get battle little, briefs they're I comfy i was a little jealous i, I was never a, cool a big jacket. fan of like high-end underwear until we started making some and you, then you know everybody mocks high-end everything until you have it and you're like oh my especially if it touches your body it's nice 
Everyone oh. you give them to, they're like, oh, I want to change all my cotton underwear or whatever they were wearing. Wonderful and comfy as shit. And if you have a subscription, I'm getting that shit canceled. I don't have a subscription. So anyway, we're here. Todd Askins. <laughs> Tactical distributors. <laughs> get it canceled. You're funny. I, I think there's a I feel like I'm at uh, I don't know, family or dinner table <laughs> and you guys are just fucking going at it. You're like, the, the new guest is like, hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway. Oh, we got the women's. Uh, we introduced the women's battle briefs, too. We could slip some. Yeah, to. I'll wear oh, them. Oh, shit. I'll wear some boy shorts. As soon as you said that, I was <laughs> thinking about Ivanka. I was like, yeah. This yeah, I'm gonna, I, I, I fucked up on that one. I dropped the ball. I'll send her some when I get home. <laughs> but then you said Jay, and it like yeah, totally boner killer. <laughs> All right. Because <laughs> they're probably up the booty. <laughs> we'll find out. Oh, no. Well, you will find out. Um, anyhow, man, welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Sorry, you entered a family fucking feud. <laughs> I got caught right in the crossfire. Ah! They um, ambushed you. I know. <laughs> what a bunch of dicks. <laughs> <sighs> All right, I'm coming out of this. <sighs> All right. I'm happy with you. Appreciate it. I'm, in, I'm not even going to sweat it. It's just, it's just money. It's not, though. And time. And, you know, I'm getting old, so I don't have that much. But I'll give you some of it. No, I don't need it. I Oh. oh. Uh, okay, I do, we're not getting back here. Okay, please stop. Uh, and Thomas, fuck you. All right. So, Todd, tactical yeah. distributors. So, I will call you guys an industry partner. I don't even know what that really means, but you guys are in the industry that we're in, sort of. I love what you do. Um, so, what do you do and why tactical distributors? Why does it exist? What all do you guys do? How does it help people? What's up? We, um, yes, I would say we were, you know, we've been, kind of mutual friends we inter- got introduced maybe eight years ago or so yeah a while back through kramer and uh i've been a big fan of your marketing from aac and then once you got into q um just kind of watching y- you just you notice when people are doing things right i think and and oh, not thank you you know and i i mean you, what you guys do is changing i mean you've done it for a long time but like changing the industry wholesale Oh, uh, I don't you think? I Thank mean, you, Tom. I don't. I can't. You, you couldn't go. Oh, uh, whatever gun company and Q. They kind of doing the same thing. I feel like you guys are blazing a different trail uh, than anybody else. Um, well, that's awesome. And when I, I <clears throat> when I got into tactical distributors, I'd come from the streetwear world and. Uh, so so oh, wait okay so so I'm gonna pretend everyone listening is as ignorant as I am. Okay. So, what is streetwear? What does that even mean? So in about the early 2000s, there was this. There's several things that happened to kind of create this genre of what's called streetwear. It was like a mixture between urban and skate, and it was really centered around the sneaker culture. So at that point, oh, yeah. the Nike SB. Yeah, the, the dunks, dunks yeah. had just started coming out, and everyone started collecting retro sneakers. So it was from the Jordans to that. Oh yeah. Um, there's a couple Japanese brands like A Bathing Ape, and which we talked about last yeah. night. They the, were wait, real popular. You, Supreme had kind of is Supreme that old? Ninety four. Yeah, they're, they're way older. Do yeah. you remember Vision Streetwear from I when did, we were kids? Because yeah. you and I are about the same age. Yeah. Uh, I hated uh, it. Gator. Yeah. Gator, yeah I hated Gator. Gator. I hated Vision Streetwear. 
Oh, you did? Yeah, because it said Vision Streetwear. It's like, that why big, am I? Yeah, it was like that. Yeah, it's lame. I didn't like that. They even had shoes. Yeah, oh, they had everything. Yeah. Where is it now? Dead. Where's Vans? Top of the world. They're doing all right. They just kept going. So, Airwalks. So, so no, just, but, oh, yeah, Air. Oh. I don't know. It was just like young entrepreneurs, like mainly T-shirt companies. Um, it's very similar to what's happening right now with like the warm fuzzies and Kilo. Oh, like, Kilo. Kilo. It's like, so oh, all these cool shit. little brands back then, yeah. you know, was in the streetwear. Well, you remember Chad fashion. Muska, the skater, yes, and how, yeah, I mean, he's still, they still make his shoes. And Jay, you probably know more than that. You, you can tell The Muska. So Muska did, um, what was the other brand he did? Well, Muska was on shorties. I think that was like when okay. he was the most. Shorties. I think he was at the peak when he was on shorties. Well, who Su- makes Supra. his shoes? What about Su- yeah, Supra? Supra. That's yeah, who makes yeah, his shoes. Yeah. Super. So th- that that was he was probably in the middle of all of that when Super came out because they made yeah. that real high high tops. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of some of the Kilo stuff. Yeah, I think Kilo is kind of right now. I think it's cool because he he's between two areas. Like yeah. he has like a more high fashion. Branch, streetwear, yeah, branch, yeah, exactly. And then he's got like a more the tactical, side. exactly. Yeah, I, so. I love that story. But he's going to come on. Actually, he'll yeah, be here this, this week, so I, I'm not going to tell it now. But his story from I actually kind of want to tell it because from my story, I'm sure is like 25 percent off the real story. But it was pretty interesting. But I, I want I want to hear this first. Okay, so streetwear, so, yeah. So you have this genre, and and the other thing that kind of happened was um, people could create images on the computer really easy and trans and, and put yeah it you're right this is when that was happening so the like graphic design with illustrator the late Photoshop. 90s is really when yeah. the internet and everything sort prior of to that off. it was very difficult to screen print a t-shirt yeah so got then you got all these kids screens and, just normal shit so we we did a brand uh called schmack so so you had a company i did yeah we made a t-shirt brand and grew it over time and became uh yeah, pretty good size. We had distribution across the so world. Millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah it did. Um, did Call pretty it Schmack. Well. Schmack. S H M A C K. That's a great fucking name. Well, it was kind of. It's like so I, skateboarding. Like I see what you're talking about the crossover because all the other companies that when you and I have talked off camera that um, were in this genre, all the names are fucking great. Mm. They are. All of them are. I, like skating to me is one of the most creative cultures in the history of the world. I it was interesting the last podcast, one of the other podcasts you were doing, you were naming some of the new skate companies. I had no idea, so I got on there and started researching it. Fucking like, cool, man! Looking at the graphic, like what was Cannibal? Uh, well, there's there's Frog, there's Heroin, Heroin, um, it polar. was Heroin. Yeah. I was like, Heroin's it, my favorite. They're, yeah, they're they're Frog and Polar, are, are my son's I, yeah, favorite. Yeah, I like Frog. Oh, like Frog. That's, oh that's Heroin to me is. Fucking awesome! The graphics my were company. so unique. Yeah, it's cool. Frog, yeah, I've got a bunch of them here. I'll show you. Frog is Salba's kid. It's yeah, yeah, it's Steve Salba, who yeah. seems like the biggest fucking asshole in the world. Yeah. Does he? But it yeah, he's cool. a great skater in the eighty. I mean, he still shreds. Like yeah. I went to the Vans pool party a couple of years ago with my buddy out in uh, Hollywood, Mike Hamill. Shout out! He's who I learned to skate with in Atlanta. And um, he invited you out there. Uh, yeah, cool he's party. always invited me out there because, man, he's like the coolest motherfucker I grew up with. So he's the one that got me interested in skating and like skate style and probably this kind of like streetwear back then. And he had a Brand X weirdo, which I mean, we should throw it up on the screen now because they just did a reproduction of that say, board. Yeah, about Fucking that. badass. My buddy Mike, it, he, he's uh, paid for it three years ago waiting for it. Oh, it you were telling Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. So um, he did that. 
Um, but he and I got into skating, and he was like so fucking cool. And he's the coolest kid I grew up with. And uh, anyway, well, of course, I, I drove us way off course as usual. So tactical distributors. Yeah. Well, back <laughs> to your stri- okay. So we're we're so at Schmack. Schmack. So Schmack. And then in two thousand eight, we had uh, the huge downturn. We got stuck with a lot of inventory and couldn't really weather that storm with yeah. Schmack. So unfortunately, we sold it. I had some partners at the time. We sold it to our European distributor, and um, then I was kind of needed a job. And uh, I had a friend, Luke Hillier, which uh, owns ADS. And yeah, so ADS is a big company. Does Atlantic a lot of military con. Yeah, yeah. Atlantic Dive Supply, I think, is the name. It, yep. And a lot. So they started basically probably when Seal Team Six started. Oh, it, getting- it was later. That was it was but yeah. getting stuff to the seals and stuff and but yes that was their because they were a dive shop and they mm-hmm. were uh, seals would come in and buy wetsuits and stuff and then they were like hey we need this and ADS like all right we'll figure out how to get it for you and then just so turn into flashlights all kinds of things Everything. ADS is a huge distributor of that stuff for a lot of credit card purchases and contracts for the government yeah they got big contracts now yeah. it's grown so they um, had a so tactical distributors was a a little arm of them doing distribution to mom and pop shops. So Luke and Dan, uh, Luke's partner, were like, hey. So the owners of ADS. Yeah, they're like, would you come, be interested in coming and setting up e-commerce for what we're doing at Tactical Distributors? I was like, yeah, I need a job. It'd be awesome. Well, okay. So, so I had no military background, didn't know anything about So from tactical. fashion, streetwear. So Jay, this is interesting to me because we talk about warm fuzzy with Matt. We talk about, you know, Mike with Kilo Tactical. Tactical distributors, all these dudes. It's like, well, there's a lot more. Sense. You oh, got, yeah, yeah uh, like we've talked. We talked about like Scott Sasso and like, yes, yeah, but like that's all the the strictly streetwear stuff. But then you got like Birdo and those guys at DefCon, yeah. which you know they Defcon's do, awesome. um, yeah, the for vans, t- so yeah, cool. for vans. But then they have Bravo Company, which is a bag company, yep. um, that rides that line. Uh, and then you know Birdo does done photography for all the tactical brands for decade god i love it because it, it you know it's like i talk about whether it's the fix or a ferrari if you have something that's built for fucking speed and to be badass yeah. like it can also be aesthetically pleasing i i think the two worlds is so not so we were trying to do this anti ten, 11 10 years yeah. ago when we started tactical distributors and we you know doing collaborations joint and we've been doing like if you go back and you look at what we've done in our portfolio We've done it for a long time. Now it's finally becoming relevant. Yeah, we were a little, yeah, we were a little ahead of our time. In the it, it can be bad. Like if you're too far ahead of the time, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And yeah. I mean, it worked on some stuff. Like we did collab- We've been doing collaborations with Arcteryx, and we did Princeton Tech, uh, Altama. Because that's how you and I met, right? So, so Dave Kramer, a buddy who who heads up uh, the Special Operations Care Fund, yep. SOC F, charity we both support. Um. Now he's at Magpul doing non-gun stuff, but before that he was with um, uh, what's the name of his company? Uh, um, Uber Group. Uber Group. Yep. And so they're repping Solomon, uh, uh, Sunto, Arteryx, all these brands. And is that how you, you know, he and I are from the same town? But that's how I met him. He showed up early on in t- Tactical Distributors, gave his little dog and pony show, and then I was like how much is that? And he's like, uh, well, oh, so I remember him sending the order for him in, and I wrote up an order and I was like, that's $50,000 and we're not probably getting 15 boxes of 
clothing or 10, you know, because Arcteris is so expensive. Oh, like, so expensive. I was like, I don't know if this is going to work for tactical distributors. We were one of the first e-commerce companies to pick them up, Arcteris yeah. Leaf. And, um, yeah, because Arcteris before that is really just like REI or something. It was, like yeah. yeah so, so Dave started really pushing into special operations and more of a tactical technical He is the reason, in my opinion, that, I mean, him and his team, but David yeah. was, he's the man. He's the man. He's the mayor. He's like <laughs> incredible, incredible, incredible individual. Salesman. I mean, that's the reason why they wore Solomon's and Arcteric's. Yeah, yeah. People don't understand now, but it's like, you it know, you want to talk about Dev Group, SEAL Team 6, whatever you want to call it. Like the reason they have Arcteric's uniforms or Solomon boots. Like Solomon high tops only exist because Dave Kramer's relationship with special operations. Yes. The That's whole why force they exist. Is on. I mean, yeah. I would say that he yeah. probably wouldn't admit that. But. No, he would never admit it, but it's, it's fucking fact. Yeah. So we got on there and, um, it was, uh, I mean, Arcteryx and Solomon are number one and two brands that we sell. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. It I is crazy. I didn't realize that either. Yeah, they That's account awesome. for, we, they've been really good partners for a long time, and they're good people, they I make mean, good products. Great product, man. If it's they great. offer the product and you can make some money on it, like, why not? Yeah. I finally got Arcteric stuff so I can call people I poor. saw you had the jacket Yeah, on. I can call people poor now. Just <laughs> 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 yeah. You want my Columbia <laughs> jacket? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so, so you guys, so Tactical Distributors is an e-commerce for... What tactical? What, so here's how I explain it to people who have no idea. Like if you if I'm at like a dinner party or whatever, and like so, yeah. what do you do, Todd? I say we are the Barneys of tactical. Bar oh. Barneys. So you're now Barneys is I think they went fancy. But oh, if you go into Barneys, <laughs> so you know, pick a new one. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know what retailer. The Neemans. Yeah, maybe the Neemans, but they're pretty big. We're small, like boutique. We're a, we have a very niche market, very niche customer base every time i go on the site though i find shit yeah that there's I new want. stuff oh shit that i want or that i see i just try i like start exploring i'm like didn't it's know this not was a lot here. Of bullshit. i'll tell you that i'll bring it in here after we take a pee break that last jacket you sent me that coat oh my god which one i don't the reverse i didn't even know it was oh, oh the, the mthd yeah. yeah yeah oh my god that is so great so yeah so you guys so at some point you started your own brand we did uh yeah what's it called well so we started with td apparel td apparel then we Which is great. You hit these shirts, all yeah. kinds of shit. Yeah, this one, I got my oh, your Q shirt on. I know. I'm excited about that. But you guys have, have your uh, <laughs> your own stuff. Um, yeah, so TD Apparel, which a lot, then, a lot of great shit. Yeah, so that's a lifestyle apparel. We have some you know, more combat-oriented Oh, the Black Cat shirt you guys have or the yeah, Slayer shirt. Yeah, so Frankie shirt, does all cool that. Shit. So me and Frankie grew up in Virginia Beach for the same age. We went to elementary, well, junior high, all the way up. We grew up skating, surfing together. And um, so that was like in our DNA yeah. from the beginning. He worked with me at Schmack for a while. Okay. Then he went and worked for it. He's your graphic artist now. Yeah. I mean, he does all the clothing design for TD Apparel, too. So it's a collaboration. Fucking but great he, he's the one who executes. Like, it's, I, I, I am responsible for what gets through and things fuck up i'm the one whose head's on the chopping block but yeah. he really does all the heavy lifting in yeah that, in that end uh, really talented super good illustrator he's like kind of got this like best of both worlds he can illustrate he can do graphic design and he can do clothing design which is completely different than kind of anything when you do i have to show you sometime but 
it's like uh, we build these things called tech packs. And so it's a packet of paper. So you give it to the factory and it has everything on it that they can make a pair of pants from. They don't have, they shouldn't have to ask you any questions. I mean, of course there's going to be questions, but it's, it's like an architectural drawing from where rivet placements are, bar tacking, and seam allowances, measurements, as the whole spec sheet in there. So from size 32, 32, all the way up to 42, 32, they know how to make every piece of that. It's very complicated. I think a lot of people just go, oh, you just push a button and it just pops out Seems in Asia somewhere. Like owning a restaurant, a newspaper, or a clothing company when you have to deal with all the sizes, they seem like the most complicated things. It's, well, until I've built my fix last night and I'm like, that's <laughs> fucking complicated. I don't want to think about it. It stressed me out. <laughs> <laughs> but that's complicated. Like everything's complicated, right? Like yeah. when you're building something from the ground up, as many times as, as people made jeans and companies have made jeans, there's just a lot that goes into all the well, denim and the washes. I mean, the, you're obviously passionate about like fashion, clothing, like the technical gear. And I think it's anything. Like if you're passionate about it, you like overcome these hurdles that would, you know, uh, like really um, persuade people from doing it, getting into yeah, it. Yeah, I was too yeah. dumb. In the beginning, yeah. I was just didn't. You know, I started making T-shirts. But if you real, I mean, you know how it is when there's something you really want, like whether it's a girl it. or it's a, a thing or a vocation, like you, you'll push yourself through it. You will. Yeah. So yeah. then we have uh, battle briefs. Oh, the underwear. The they underwear. are so fucking comfy. They really are. Yeah. Well, thanks. Because I, I, I think so. I right? wouldn't. I mean, like you said, don't me ride. Something I don't like I don't like whatever. Well, I know. I, that's what I love sending you stuff because. You know, at the end of the day, we want to make the best product we can. And I I don't want people to be like, I love them and then never wear them because they don't like it. No, whatever. I mean, for for me, it's always the balance. I think people who are generally into fashion um, at the level you are, it, it's like they're fit like you are. And so to me, like I'll go through times of being fit and I go through a lot of times, probably more times of having like love handles and a belly. Right. You know, and like thighs like a fucking woman. So you want to be comfortable. And I want to be comfortable. Yeah. And sometimes, like, but you're still active. It doesn't even though you're not fit. You're still hunting. You're still going to the range. Yeah. So you still need to have performance in your clothing. And, and like right now, I'm in between. And, and you know, I got some hunts coming up and stuff. Um. And, and like, I, I'm generally okay, athletic and shit like that. So I can get by with most things, especially if I'm going with a group of six or eight people. I can go to Africa next week. I'm going with eight dudes. Oh, I'm jealous. I'm going <laughs> to, and, and, and like, I'm just so lazy. It's like, I'm, I want to own a gun company. <laughs> well, I'm going to be like, I'm tougher and more fit than half the guys. And yeah. so then I'm like, yeah. And then like my will gets me through the rest. <laughs> yeah. But so I don't dedicate myself a lot of times. Like last year, I was pretty dedicated, got pretty fit. But you said but, that it's, it's on your mind and it's a priority now. Yeah, that you want to be fit enough to go on these harder hunts. As I get as I get older and I get more experience hunting, and you know you've gotten into hunting too, and it's like I want to go on all like the sheep hunts we we're talking about. Like that's real man Iron Man shit. Yeah, and I can get by in any hunt in the world, but if I want to kill, have the best experience and kill the most mature animal and the most satisfaction, like I have to really start taking it seriously. 
and you know my diet, my exercise. But you know, sometimes I get uh, like the pants. Like when guys like you design shit, it's like made for dudes that are fit and look good and everything, or they feel good. And sometimes, like I got like a big ours ass love hand. <laughs> ours aren't necessarily. We had to accommodate. Oh, the, I, we, I don't design for me. I don't. A lot of the stuff I don't. It's just not my style. I'll get it altered to fit me, you know, because I wear the skinny pants like Thomas. Oh, yeah, you guys are the skin. skinny jeans. I hate <laughs> skinny jeans. Are but your son, <laughs> I mean, now the kids are not wearing them. So it's going to No, they wear back. the 90s baggy shit, which I, I also Jankos hate. I hate the big Jankos. You're and just I like, give me some jeans. 501s. Just standard fit. Well, I, I want to say it was like 550s, but maybe those are 511s. I, don't I mean, not 511. 511 Tactical? Le- You're a big 511 guy? No, Levi's 511. Yeah. But, um, you know, with the pants, oh, my God, those Tiger Strike pants you sent me. Those the are, Neptunes. Those things in the summer, those are the best. Like, they're ventilated. They're thin. They feel so fucking good. I love those things in the winter. I don't wear them in New Hampshire because it's fucking cold, it's cold here. Yeah. But... Oh my God, that coat that you just sent me or that jacket, it's its all I've worn the last two months. That's I love cool. it. It's good. You know, and it, it's cool because we talk about Arteryx and, you know, you have to buy Arteryx and you have to buy drones because you crash shit <laughs> and you're an asshole. Correct. I get free shit and I have dozens of Arteryx articles. Mm. And I tell you, having something that high quality, like you understand, because I never would have purchased Arteryx. It's so expensive. When That's they start giving me shit, I'm like, oh my god! All my hunting it's trips nice. are better when it's freezing and it's raining. I'm like, fuck this! It's Let's stay out and kill quality. shit. Yeah, and so you get used to that, um, and it's great stuff. But yeah, I want to be comfortable, man. But I tell you, those those um, those uh, battle panties you sent me, <laughs> and the jackets and the shirt. Yeah, so that jacket stuff. is another brand that we started a couple of years ago. Where I was telling you about last yeah. night it was MTHD Method or what? What all uh, is it Mountain same? Tundra H two O Desert? So it was it was all the different places you can encounter in the world, and we wanted to make a clothing system that so a layered system, a layered system. So it's five layers that you can be comfortable basically anywhere. I mean, the layering system is not new. It's no. Like Gen, uh, Gen 3, Equix in the military, they had that. I think, I think it went up to nine layers. But it's just basically having a foundation all the way up to the shell yeah. for protection and comfortability. And uh, So we use premium materials in that. Uh, we hired another designer, Layla. She's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, you're telling me about her. She's very good at technical uh, apparel. And she's good all around. She's She's really kind of got her act together. Well, well, She's that, organized. That that coat that you sent me, so Arteryx-wise, that would probably be a five or $600 coat. Yeah, like the, it's kind of comparable to the Atom, I would say. And so that coat from you guys is how much? I think three three fifty. And, you know, for me... And it's like, reversible. It rever- so which two, I didn't even know. One. I just love that it was bright on the inside. Yeah. But um, it's comfortable. And, you know, I'm not an Abercrombie & Fitch model anymore, Jay. I mean, you wouldn't know anything. But it's a, good, it's a good fit. It's an athletic but still comfortable oh, fit. It's a fit. And it is fucking cold in New Hampshire in the winter. I if anybody doesn't do know, it. like, get a little globe out. See how far north New Hampshire is. It's far. It is. I mean, we're, like, I can walk to Canada. <laughs> it is so, it's true. I, I can. I didn't say <laughs> yeah, jog. You, yeah, you could, yeah. So, so we're a few hours from Canada. <laughs> Is that fair? That's very fair. My little maniac. We're fucking, it's, yeah. But it's beautiful now. It's so beautiful. But it is cold in the winter. That coat, oh my God. One t- a t-shirt and that 
that jacket. That thing's fucking awesome. That's all you wear here? Yeah. I'd yeah. have to do a little more than that. Yeah, well, I'm no, I'm no, my, my parents didn't raise any daughters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm narrow, man. <laughs> yeah, narrow. See, a little bit of that body fat yeah. helps me out. Um, all right, so you guys launched that brand yeah, to have, have like your own, what, like what's the purpose of that brand for tactical distributors? So we talked about uh, direct consumer brands yeah. and like what that is. And so direct consumer brands allows us to make a better product at a cheaper price for our customer because we're fronting all the R&D, the money, the design, and uh, we don't have to have that extra layer of retail dollars in there because that's usually like 50%. It can be up to 50%, yeah. Or, or like 100%, more, I guess. Yeah, but, yeah. I know. Always well, you look at it. Like if, if you take the price, they double the price for retail. Yeah. So I know Kuyu, which is a great hunting brand. They it make a great product. And that was their approach because they came from... Uh, Sitka. Sitka. And yeah. they just said, oh, my God. So if we build like the greatest jacket in the world, it's $1,000 because they want to mark it up they 100%. Market. Yep. So if... We can build a jacket and sell to you for five hundred dollars. It's the same thing. It's the same thing you get, and that better. was that was and a great they make approach. Yeah. yeah, so they great approach. Because I mean, you really, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I want my retailers to make a lot of money, but if you're a consumer and you love product, whether you love the technical clothing, you're into climbing, hiking, hunting, whatever, or you're into guns. And Tesla it, did it with cars. Tesla going direct, going direct, and it's like, kind of the wave of the future. I hope so, because like traditional distribution sucks. But it's like you really, as a consumer, like you don't want to give me more money, and like you're not giving it to me because I want a bigger house. Like you give it to me for the companies that push innovation, whether it's QU or it's Q or it's Tesla, because that money, rather than going to our distributors or more money so, to retail, goes to the the manufacturers who yes. fund all the fucking innovation. I mean, that's what you want. And the retailer, there's a reason for it. Right. Yeah. And I'll give you a couple of instances. One is like I got into archery about four years ago. Yeah. You need a good retail mom and pop brick and mortar store you can go to. And yeah. And, and yeah, because I, I didn't know anything about archery. So I me doing research on the Internet was futile. I mean, it's just you just your mind. It's just like doing research on a gun. You're like you can spin out of control. So it was nice yeah. to go in there and to have somebody. And then now I can go get it tuned. And, and somebody that you trust. That you trust. And so that's what you're paying Especially for. Especially with service. a bow because there's so much. Like if you don't have the equipment, you can't tune your bow. You can't restring it. All this kind of all shit. All this stuff. Right. Um, but, you know, it's I want those I mean, We're guys. a retailer. So I, I, I love retail. But we there's also a place for direct consumer there as well. Well, retail is great. And that's who you need to go to. And that's who I want to support is brick and mortar. But, you know, they also can switch to another brand or whatever. And you don't start a retail store thinking you're going to become very wealthy. No. You wanna, well, you might. Uh, I don't know. but no, I, You're not, but, but you, you might. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can make a great living, yeah. you, you know, and when you close at 6, you're done till the next day. Like, mm -hmm. when you own the company that develops the products, I've not had an hour off in 30 years. Yeah. Like, it's just the way it is. And, and I'm not... Something's always in the back of your head. Yeah, I'm not so. complaining. It's like, I love the innovation, but I take all the risk. I fund the innovation. Like a retail store, okay, they order from us. They order a few thousand dollars. You got a history. It might not sell. It's not going to bankrupt them. When we want to develop a new gun, I write a check for like $3 million. At least. 
Well, you write that one check, but there's more checks you're writing down the road. <laughs> but, you know, and, and that's like why I want more money is to develop more stuff and innovation. And that directly affects the consumer as well. Not that the retail store doesn't, but there's more risk on, uh, you know, the company's end. And you want them to make money. And like I'm all for like traditional distribution if they're adding value. But, you know, you get to some point, and, and there is a tipping point with there the is. Internet and uh, an ease of information to where, well, what the fuck's the distributor doing? Because, I mean, you know, when I started a company, and, and it could be same or different from street brands, but with silencers to where all of my retailers, more than half thought silencers were illegal, didn't want to mess with it. So I had to go directly to the consumers. And educate them. Educate them the to create a pool. And you had to do the work that the retailer really should have been doing. Really should have done. So rather than creating a push like traditionally it happens, I created a pull, which is something I think like Tesla's done mm-hmm. and all that because, you know, there weren't car companies that were going to buy off on electric. No. So they kind of had to do it. Um, they did. Yeah. So, But you, that was in America. And in, in when I was going to China, they've been doing electric cars for a long time. I think probably better. I think better than half their cars are electric now. I don't know. Yeah. They had different, like, you, you have different license plates. So they have green plates for all of the electric cars. Mm-hmm. And the majority of the cars you see on the road are um, uh, green. I mean, I bought a Tesla last year. And I, I, I tell I'm you. I'm excited to, to take oh, a We'll go out in it today. All right. <laughs> so fast. It's <laughs> so fun. It's been nice knowing y'all. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good, though. Put on autopilot. It's Safer than Dre flying Dre. Dre. <laughs> Drake flying Still a drone Dre. over there. <laughs> Less rapping and dancing and more flying. You wouldn't yeah. have crashed that motherfucker. I know. Anyway, the the Tesla, uh, it, it's so awesome. And if you just want to commute to work back and forth and stuff like that, because that car's got, that's a performance one. It's about a 320-mile range. That's a good range, in my opinion. For around here. Yeah. Especially. Unless you're doing a road trip. I mean, Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, driver. basically, I need two cars anyway, because I got three kids, and I'm snowboarding and all the shit. I need mm-hmm. a Suburban. And then I can have my regular car. So if if Ivanka and I do you have I a charging station? In, yeah, yeah, in, in the garage. Yep. Yeah, in, next to the mini in, ramp. In you kind of have to have in the right? skate park. I've got yeah, a charging next to the station. mini ramp. All right, I'm gonna take a couple runs on that too. <laughs> okay, a little video. <laughs> <laughs> you do it, then I'll do it. <laughs> um, so anyway, you guys started that. So those those three brands, um, really have excelled and, and are doing well. Like the TD apparel with our Carlos Ray pan and some of the staples. They, oh, those are those new Tiger Stripe pants. No, that's got. the Neptune. Oh, so that's our They say Carlos Ray in them? Oh, well, maybe. Okay, maybe they I did. So were they green? Me. and they, one, They're green with like the black print of the Tiger Stripe Okay, on they them. are Carlos Ray. I was going to say. So we did it, a bunch of Tiger Stripe. Says it on the tag. <laughs> I was say, yeah, we looked at them the other day. Okay, so then I sent you some Neptunes that you've been wearing, though, too, oh, the, that were real Tiger Stripe, like right. the four colors. Oh, it, those thin, yes, what is that material? Summer, it's a summer weight. Um, it's a nylon. Well, the, it's a polyester. Yeah, the, I knew those summer ones. They are so. Huh? Oh, you feel those things, man? You get air directly to your crotch. Uh, oh, it's, it's got the laser perforation uh, in the crotch. So good. Yeah. So those pants. That's all I wear in the summer. Like everybody at work get gets sick of me wearing. I know you guys got to come out with some more. Patterns. We got some more. Patterns. I got it. We got the tiger stripe. I just wear them every other day. Like I wear them. Ivana washes them. I wear them. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the way it goes. They're the best summer pant. We got some. I'll, I'll send you some more. We, we just getting them in right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's been good. I, I love it. I love what we do. I think that we're making a difference in the market, like you talked about. 
Q doing? Um, I think you guys are the grandfather for these companies that are popping up now. These little supreme companies like Warm Fuzzy Kilo, they're having success. Yeah, yeah, it's I've that's fun to me, and I love seeing it. I bought a bunch of Warm Fuzzy stuff. Yeah, talked with them. We've got um, some stuff in the works with them, which we're yeah. excited about. That's too. Yeah, yeah I try to in buy the works it with you guys. I'm so excited. I don't even know what all it is. But I'm excited. But you know, every time I go try to buy some one of those drops, like I'm 15 minutes late, yeah. shit's gone. I talked to Mike last night from Kilo, and he's like, "Have you got anything?" I'm like, "No." Every time if I, I don't look, get a like, Louis Vuitton little pouch for my plate carrier, like I'm gonna <laughs> smack his little ass. Yeah, it was. But it's like a real Louis Vuitton. One? Yeah, so he buys like a bunch of material or bags and stuff that are damaged, right? And then uh, upcycles or whatever so, you yeah. call it the the material into these bags because yeah, yeah. there's no other way to get it. Yeah, they're fanny packs, but then they have a flap on them. You can put them on your your plate carrier. It's like right. a dangler or something. I want to get oh, one dangler. That's oh, what. It, yeah, I, I've got I, I've got some upcycled stuff from another guy who did some um, Goyard wallets and Whoa. stuff. It's cool. Well, they originally so the way he told me Kilo Tactical kind of started was he kind of upcycled some multicam into bomber jackets, and I'm probably mm. totally messing this up but his partner was kind of against it and you, you know Say mike from kilo <laughs> well mike from kilo so he's got a partner because they have kilo nyc and then okay. he's got kilo tactical um was against it but mike grew up loving camo and like military mm-hmm. history and they're both you know from like new jersey new york you know like right outside of new york and um not into guns and so they did this bomber jacket and i think like but camo has been in fashion forever. Yeah, yeah a little bit. But I think maybe bit. this yeah. was like multicam, like upcycled right. uniforms that okay. were retired. And they didn't sell all that well. Uh-huh. But then somebody like, I don't know who, like I'm going to make up Larry Vickers or someone in our industry posted like it. wore one and posted about it and they sold out like the next day. Mm. And so then Mike wanted to do more and his partner's like, no. And so it's like, I'll, well, I'm going to start Kilo Tactical. And then he said, okay. And now it's like. Yeah, they've kind of surpassed. Yeah. So but are they doing this? So it's not the same brand? Well, no, they're not sister the companies. Ownership. Yeah, I think it is the same ownership. But like just the, the, the one guy really runs NYC now, and I think Mike does the tactical. And the tactical division, I think, is actually surpassed. We'll let him speak we to sell, it. We sell it. Yeah, I mean, it's well, on our side. And and I, I just, try to buy it, and it all sells yeah. out. But he he's doing more. But it's so cool. Like it that's what cool. I love about like you who, who don't have a real history with firearms, or you know, Warren Fuzzy who does. But Mike with Kilo Tactical, like I don't even know that he owns a firearm, but he's embraced it. And now this wouldn't have worked twenty years ago. Are embraced by the community because our demographic has changed. Yeah. A bunch of people our age grew up skating, motocross, BMX, all this shit, and. It's cool. It's like B five eleven all you want, but it's kind of fucking lame. And like yeah. I, I'm not thinking I'm a Navy SEAL. Like I have a lot of guns. I go out and shoot. I believe in the Second Amendment. I want to defend myself, my family, but and I, I also just love shooting. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Right. You know, and 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 you growing up in Virginia Beach, mm-hmm. you guys are close with the Navy. You know, for me, most of my career, they've been a huge portion of my business. Right. And. Like, I want to continue for the rest of my life to support those dudes and survivability, capability, and fucking shooting terrorists in the face. That's right. And That's other... A, it's the coolest thing. Like, I, I've... We, when I was doing streetwear, we... we I, I met a lot of celebrities. We do parties. We do go to concerts and lace people. Like, And that was pretty cool. But when you meet some of the guys we met 
down at uh, the SOCF event. Yeah. And you hear the stories of what they did and that you know that you saw those news reports. It's yeah. like being in front of royalty. Like, it is. Right? Uh, For me, I mean, it is way more interesting than somebody's a fucking uh, like, actor. I feel like, uh, or, or a music, you know, yeah. musician or... Yeah. I mean, not to say that. (laughs) I know, fucking drone crashing, fucking losers, just the weed smoking wannabes. Singers are pretty cool. Yeah, singers are great. (laughs) But I mean, you're right. What happens with that? And two, I think it's just cool. I think probably you and I became educated in that. Is you're like, holy fuck, you know, this guy was like whatever shot Bin Laden or one of the eight guys that claims it, or the guys on that raid, Mm -hmm. or you know. He's the guy in that story. Like anybody, and you hear these stories, and it's like, he's just a cool fucking dude. This is a vocation. But he also loves motocross. He loves skateboarding. He loves the same movie. He's just a dude, and it's like somebody who's exceptional and has this extreme will and goes and does this fucking thing and how great it is for our country and that we get to participate in that. Well, and it's the sacrifice that he's doing because he's not fucking making millions of dollars. Nope. No, they're making. He's putting they're his making shit, shit, which is he's a shame. His life and his body on the line because I, I'm not saying that he's just doing it for our freedom. That's one part of it, but he's doing it because it's like his will to be free, you know. And it's so cool. And it's to be just, about it, you know what I think with a lot of that is I think a lot of people you idolize someone and and you forget that they're a fucking person. Yeah. And to me, for a a huge part of my adult life, a lot of these guys in the two or three units that we've all supported that, you know, we were at SOC F this weekend that we all, you know, there's 54 of them there and their wives and their families, but guys that we've known for years, they're regular fucking dudes that do this job. And, you know, they have flaws like the rest Mm -hmm. of us, which is a, a great thing like SOC F you know, takes up some slack and, and you, you know, whether it's uh, problems with alcohol addiction or marriage counseling or PTSD, like traumatic brain injury, all these things that these guys, you know, get out and do. But I think a lot of these guys are selfish and not selfish in a derogatory way, but they are fucking badasses. They, are, yeah. they would be great at anything. And they they want to be in the military. They love the country, but they also want to fuck people up that want <laughs> to destroy our country. We need people. Like and that. yeah, and it's just something they're fucking. I mean, most of them, it's just something they're fucking given to. And they didn't set out to think like it. And, 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 you know, for us to think, you know, somebody w- wins the Medal of Honor, they can't have the basic problem like a divorce or alcoholism or, you know, some kind of dependency or comeback. Where there's CEOs and, you know, whoever. There's plenty of people that have all those problems and just regular Yeah, I mean, you think when we excuse like President Clinton or, you know, you name them, like people who are in leadership positions and we're like making an excuse for them. Like they these are just they can't think or give a speech or oh my god uh, press so terrible walk up fucking stairs. Which poor guy. It's like <laughs> I feel bad. For I can't him. stand him. And like when he was younger, I probably hated him. Yeah. But now that Biden's old, I just look at him like my like your my grandfather. It's sad. He had dementia, and, and then, it's like he yeah. has to wear a diaper, and he doesn't. And know everyone's who he like is. pushing him to go to the party. You're like, you know, you're going. Yeah. You're and, like and, you have to. And do they this. like feed him Adderall, yeah. and then like you send it. Like we never let my grandfather at that age walk up those stairs by himself. And there were a lot of great memes from that thing. But it's also like fucking sad. It's sad. Like, I mean, who would you like Would tactical distributors or Q let someone that's like 76 with dementia run your company? Like, fuck, no, no we're small as shit. I don't know. <laughs> this is a country. Yeah. 
What are we thinking? Well, I don't know who's ruling who. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, what else you want to talk about, Jay? You, you want me to run this motherfucker? Well, no. Just to kind of... Well, you guys kind of talked about it before, too, as far as the... Kind of the merging of the, the streetwear stuff with the gun stuff and... Uh, you kind of brought up 5.11 stuff too. And just talking to the, like you brought up the guys at SOCF. And I think that a lot of people, like you said, idolize those guys and really respect those guys. And so they, I feel like they do the ultra tactical shit and wear the 5.11 and all this stuff to show like, I like what you guys do. I'm in that same group oh. of people or whatever. And like, I don't think any of us are like that. Like, Clearly, Q is not like that. Like, we you wear flip flops and those Neptune pants every day, and like, and <laughs> yeah. it just it's kind of an. I mean, the 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 real story is so do most of the dudes, right? And that's right. the thing is like those guys aren't gonna give you props for your five eleven shirts and shit. Like, like I don't know. I just I've seen a couple people like whenever we talk about skating or or music or art or whatever on here, there have been. Not a lot of people, but just a couple of people being like, I saw someone on the talent episode, watched it for like three minutes and said he clicked out of it. And it's like people respond or like, you should have watched the whole thing. Like it was really good. But it's it's just like you like what you like and that's fine. Well, but don't don't tell us what don't, we need to do. Yeah, don't don't force it or think or pigeonhole I, you. Yeah, I don't right. like that. I think whether it's fashion, it's art, it's music or life. Yeah, it's life. Right? It's like, like everybody being an individual, yeah. and, and that's how I gain or not. Uh, it's okay if you don't want to be an individual and you like like five eleven and right. Yeah, you like what you but like. But I I learn from everyone. If everyone like I want everyone to experience shooting a gun with a silencer, and they can do it however they want, mm -hmm. and I'm just happy they do it. And it's like you've recently found hunting the last few years. Mm -hmm. And so I found it as an adult, too, and I'm incredibly passionate about it. Uh, it eats me up. That's all I think about. I mean, a lot of You know, and so for me, if you uh, want to bow hunt, you want to hunt with a spear, you want a high fence, you want to, you know, whatever it is, I want people to be interested because that's how conservation happens. And that's something that we can share. I don't want anybody, even at work or my personal life, that's just like me. Like, I want to learn from other people, and I think everyone is my superior in some way. But with hunting, like, how the hell did you find that? What got you into it? And why are you addicted to it like I am? I, so I kind of, no, I didn't, I wouldn't say grew up because it was maybe early 20s started duck hunting. I had a couple of buddies that they, yeah. they, their fathers duck hunted and did waterfowl hunting. Um, we come from like the Chesapeake Bay area as part of the Eastern Flyway. So, so there's a lot of that there. There is. Yeah. And there's a lot of history there. My grandfather actually used to, but my dad didn't. And anyway, so I would go with them and I, I, I liked it. I liked the camaraderie. I didn't really care much about eating ducks. Like we would just make the typical, like uh, take the jalapeno and yeah. sheet, cream cheese and wrap it in bacon. They were delicious, but it I'm was the same way. I, I love doing that within that experience, but I, I'm not craving duck on a daily basis, but we go shoot them. Like I can't wait to do that. Now I'm, I, I'm deep into it. Like I try to keep ducks. I freeze them, I pluck them, keep them whole, and then I'll eat them, you know, throughout the year. But anyways, so I, I liked that. And then I got really into tactical. So when I got into tactical, I was like, I cannot just sit on the sidelines and pretend that I know what these people are experiencing. So I tried to immerse myself as best I could. So I bought a pistol. I had a friend who was a SEAL. 
Yeah. We used to work out together and he um Yeah, probably half the people there where you live were. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he he was like took me under his wing and we went and shot uh SIGs because that's what they were yeah, using yeah. at the time. So I ended up buying a, a two two six. I bought a pistol. A pistol yeah. It was awesome. I took a couple classes and I was like, I don't like this trigger. It I'm slow off the start. So I bought a Glock and it got yeah. me you know that he was really fast at it, but that's all they trained on. But yeah, you don't yeah. train on that. It was a double stage. It's a two stage. Two stage. Yeah, for the first shot. Yeah. Oh, the double action. Yeah, so it's a little harder for that first pull. You can look at me, gun guy. I'm sorry. I'll probably. Well, I'm just like no. I'm just like four drinks in. (laughs) I knew what you meant though. Um, Yeah, double action for the first shot, single. So then I bought a Glock, and then I started taking a lot of classes. So kind of you know like. Chris Costa, Sheriff of Baghdad, you know, went go to all these. Oh, John McPhee. John McPhee. Yeah, yeah what I a took brute. a long. I took a five day class with him. You know what's so He's awesome about him? Amazing. So to side roll again, yeah, fucking incredible individual. He's so funny. You know, he had never shot a gun or anything until he was in the military. Like he's from Chicago. Oh, I didn't know that. And he wasn't. He's a beast. Oh, he's such a gorilla. He fucks him. Oh, my God. He's so cool. And, you know, and yeah. so he and I have been friends for 15 years or so. So, um, you know, even before he got out and the stories, mm. because, you know, I mean, he's in. He that. was in it for a long time. Yeah. And he, you know, he was Early part of days. the group that went went after bin Laden and, and the Hindu Kush and shit. And so and maybe he, even Escobar. Was he early enough? I don't know, but I know a lot of guys of that was era. They, they, he was early. When they went to Panama to get, uh, what's his name? Um, who's the Panamanian drug dude? Oh. Uh, had the fire on his face, tried to put a it out an ice pick. I can't think of his name. <laughs> Noriega. Noriega. Manuel. So, so a lot of those guys were Rangers, and in 89, I think, is when uh Noriega thing happened. That was like their first deployment mm. and first action was Noriega. And so long history, but it's so funny. I got talking to him, and he's very famous outside of the unit within the industry, but also within the unit because he did a lot of stuff like solo, deep on his own. Uh, he you tells know. those stories where he was walking by himself, like, yeah, on these goat trails or yeah, and just in a car. just like a fearless motherfucker. Fearless. And he is who he is. And then it's funny because talking to him, and he can like really fucking shoot and stuff, and. Is he and I became friends. He'd tell me stories about different things and you know things that he that he had done. He and does his Thursday. Is it Tuesday or Thursday? It's like news flash where he's sipping alcohol on on Instagram and he goes over the kind of hot topics of the day and gives a spin on it. He's oh, good. He's it, just a good. He's guy. a good personality. But you know, for him, so so to circle back to this, it, he had never shot a gun until he was in the military. So he didn't grow up with it. Okay. I didn't. I didn't yeah. realize that he. When we when I took a class from him, it was um, Raven Concealment and Aries Gear Belts. They hosted this thing up in uh, Ohio. It's kind of an industry. Yeah. And we did a lot of different stuff. We did CQB. We did uh, like two hundred yard with carbine and kind of taught you how to do that. We did pistol, but he used the coaches app, which th- this is the first time I ever saw. Is where you basically hold up an iPad, video. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> Just, you video it, go. and then he can show you on the video what you're doing. Oh yeah, with all like the little lines. To, yeah, and you need to yeah. Like, I've seen that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And just, this was just like any other ago. athlete. Like, hey, you know, your arms here. You need this angle. You need to be here. Right, and yeah, you're drawing. He's a smart one. fucking guy, he's and smart. you think like he's rough around the edges, but 
Yeah, what an easy guy to admire when you know him. He's cool. So I took a class from him. Great teacher. Bunch of, yeah, it was good. So I got really into it. And then uh, I had my first son, Finnegan, and my like weekend going to the gun range shooting and practicing was kind of over. So I had been listening to Joe Rogan a lot. Um, yeah. So my son's six now. It's probably seven years ago. And and then he would have Cameron Haynes on there. Isn't that cool how Joe Rogan also didn't grow up with any of that? He has a podcast guest. He's so open-minded. He's like, yeah, I'll go fucking hunt with you. Right. I'll go hunt. And, sure. and now has like that's, an that's incredible obsession, obsession, addiction, passion, whatever you want to call it, about hunting. And it, that's he's wild game. And yeah. it, like, you know, so that opened my mind to it. And then I was like, I can do, I can shoot archery at home. That's really cool. And I... I just was like at a time in my life where I really wanted to challenge myself at yeah. something new, and um, and then I bought a bow and I did. Yeah, that I mean, like midlife. I mean, not even midlife anymore, but yeah, around forty when you start thinking about all these things and you're getting older and like, what the yeah. fuck? I want to teach my kids like go hunting and camping and kind and of it, more. Yeah, of the even this like primitive thing of oh my god. You know, I need to be a man. I need to be able to hunt and cook, like build a fire, build a feed, fire, feed my family, like yeah. Armageddon sort of weird shit. Or just, I think it's primal instinct. I think it is too. So that's how but I so, did it. So, so did Joe it. Rogan got you into it. So it did. It's it's very funny that way. Who's that? It's so awesome. <laughs> Never heard of her. Guy, he's got a little <laughs> yeah. podcast. I he's, he's been influential in a lot of different things that I've probably changed my life towards now. At least him or some of his guests. I, I yeah. really enjoy. Is like open minded, like it, even my open mindedness, the little bit I have has been influenced. I by mean, that. his is more open than most, but I will say, I mean, you know, no surprise, he's the biggest podcast in the world that he's influenced so many people. I'm, it, I'm really I, that gives me hope for our world that he's the biggest podcast because he's like, yeah, he makes sense. He's, in, he's in a, a realist in a world that fucking doesn't make sense yeah. anymore. Yeah, you know, because I super admire him, and I think he tends to be incredibly liberal, but he's also, like, very honest, and he's a realist about a lot of things. Yes. And the idea of you just take, you know, this doesn't have to be a political thing. It's like, okay, here's one part of life, for instance. What's the reality of this? You know, whether it's, like, I don't know, school shootings, or it's hunting, or Mm -hmm. the act of conservation, or firearms, or... And you let's know, look mental, at all sides of it. Yeah, let's mental, hear all the discussions. Mental on it. health, like yeah. you know, drugs, and then also like antidepressants, and you know, like he he's obviously pro like hallucinogens and yep. you know marijuana and stuff. But then also the antidepressants, like where all these mass shooters are on antidepressants, and like he's like, what's the correlation here? Yeah, it's like maybe, and I love the real talk. Like, get off your fat ass and work out a little bit, and like may, maybe you know you're not going to be depressed. And maybe so. You know, let's eliminate like all that. these different things. Yeah, the first drugs is a, drugs. is a yeah is is a, a last resort sort of thing. Um, but people want a pill. It's easy. It's easy. Like I'm lazy. That shit's easy. It's easy. Yeah. It I mean, to me, I know when I work out and I get fit, I don't like it's the best feeling in the world. And you know, and like I drink every day. Like I, you know, and that's probably self medication. But also. Even when I'm incredibly happy, like I'm in a great space in my life now, and I'm happy and I've got a positive outlook on everything, and I, I still like to drink every day. And I know, like, you, you, but you're that's not, sober. Yeah, but that's not, it's okay, right? Like, it's okay if you're doing it in moderation. Yeah, for me, I'm not doing it, you know, and I've been at times in my life where I would drink to, you know, to self medicate. Mm hmm. And, you know, I know you've been sober for, how long you've been sober for? A long time. You got a bunch uh, of marks on your leg. Yeah, God willing, uh, this 
May it'll be um, twenty years. Twenty years. Yeah. Do you claim? Do you just say sober? Or do you like claim straight edge? Because that'd be fun. No. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what does that mean? Straight edge. It was just like a subsect within. I remember of kids just like that don't do drugs. Don't don't do. So don't those kids. Does that mean you don't have sex? <laughs> No, yeah, I think oh, okay. no. I think that no. part of that was the no Some sex. Of them maybe. I, don't know, I ain't down with that, cause man, <laughs> there ain't no way I'm be, trying to have tough. sex with Ivana like every day. That'd be tough <laughs> twice, if you yeah. four times. You should just get exes blasted on you. You should just claim. So edge. I think those people didn't ever do drugs. I oh, one had, of those. I did way too many drugs. See, I, I've never problem. done drugs. Yeah, but you can ever. be reborn. Never. No, never. And 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 I'm very Same, thankful. Kevin. Same. Whatever like, that hair tells what you, story. What, like weed, you've never, s- never smoked weed. LSD, never. Now I will say this: as so, <laughs> That's I so crazy. Well, to me. well <laughs> also, you know, there's your life and there's my life, and and with my life, like I'm seven years the youngest. So my older brother, who I idolize in a lot of ways, when I was twelve and fourteen, I watched him have heroin overdoses. Yeah, and it was very impactful in my oh, life. I can imagine. And I thought he was going to die twice. And um, I would imagine throughout your life, you've probably been around a lot of drugs, too. Probably. Yeah. And I know to some degree, but, you know, like my friend, I was just very, very fortunate. Number one, in like, I can't stand my fucking brother, but it breaks my heart, makes me want to cry now thinking about him. Like overdosing when I was a kid, yeah, you know, tough. fucking calling nine one one and shit. I can't, I can't even imagine that. No, so I think it like affected me a lot. But you know, as I got older, it's just I was fortunate. My two or three real close friends, like we just didn't get into drugs and shit. Yeah, and um, you know, we. You know, I think a lot of it has to do like with peer. I mean, they say peer pressure, but it does. It's like if you're in the group that's skateboarding and, and doing healthy things then yeah you're doing healthy things yeah and i i think i just got lucky in that way but i i think i was also i was around it a fair amount you know like drinking like everyone is when you're in high school or whatever cigs yeah and then yeah. cigarettes and then weed and whatever but you know like i was so fucking scarred from watching my brother that um you know i was just like fuck that's, you i'm not into that's that that's great yeah, so because you have an addictive person, I would I don't know oh, that well, but I would say that you have a pretty anyone like you or me, we have yeah, it. Yeah, um, we got it. So all I needed was just the ingredient. It all everything else was there. I just needed just this last ingredient, and then I was a fucking junkie. Like it was just like yeah. fast. It just happened. It wasn't like I slowly, you know, took too many pills for too long, and then I you know had a habit of something. You're just like, oh, I mean, I think too. Like, if you would have found it, you'd be like, fuck, this shit's good. I want more. Well, I mean, you think, I, I, like, I had a million dollars in cash when I was 21. That's crazy. A million dollars. <laughs> so crazy. In cash. <laughs> Living in a house there's, I was paid for. There's I, not many uh, kids who never did drugs with that situation. I had a, I had a <laughs> safe in my living room that had a million dollars in cash. In. Dude, just I never went like, below throw it. it. I wasn't. No. <laughs> It wasn't like that. I was never comfortable without having a million dollars once I had a million dollars. So I, I drove a 10-year-old Nissan Stanza. I lived in an $89,000 house, and I had a million dollars in cash and a safe in the house. <laughs> like, like a fucking drug dealer. That's but so right. all I did was buy UFCs, and I went to eat wherever the fuck I wanted, which was generally like Applebee's or, you know, a few years later, maybe Roos Chris. Um, and... All I wanted to do was work. Like, I was so passionate. So I can see my addictive personality. 
and like and I love alcohol and I overdrink occasionally and <laughs> and you know and I fuck my life up but I also you know the thing is where I think a lot of people would stop or they have to for some reasons like I've also been so fortunate for so long when I get myself in trouble I can pay to get myself out of it like I don't go and you know, I'm not like drunk driving and, you, you, you know. Yeah, but there's a difference. Like, I don't know what you, you only know what you did. I know plenty of people that have plenty of resources that are ends up being alcoholic. At some point, you can't pay it off anymore. At some point, no, it, the repercussions yeah. happen so much, whether it's family, loss of family, oh, health. And I've had it. Know, but, yeah. you know, also, I didn't drink till I was 30. Oh, wow. So I didn't drink and I've never done drugs. And, you know, and I think it's like, probably you know and i probably am an alcoholic and it's probably like everyone I, thinks they can control yeah. something but to me i'm conscientious of those things and i want to improve but to get back to what i do it's like right now i don't drink less than i did when i was very depressed you know i went through a hard time when you know when i was getting custody of my kids and things weren't great um i was very depressed i've always known i've had a better life than you know, I felt like I deserved or most people get to have. Like, mm-hmm. I've always felt very fortunate. But I wanted to be depressed for a few years, and I was. And now, like, I do not want to be, and I still drink, and it's because I fucking love it. And, right. you know, and I'm not, like, angry or I'm not, like, hurting inside. Like, I think we all go through shit. We do. And, and you know, I don't think mine was extraordinary to anyone else, and I think I've, like, lived kind of an extraordinary life. I've been super fortunate. But with all that said, I've never done drugs, but if it's a doctor-administered thing now to where it, I was confident it wouldn't affect my long-term health, or maybe even short-term, like I would love to do hallucinogens and things. Because just for me, for example, for being a creative person or wanting to design stuff, and it's like if Ethan and... If Ethan and I could get on some Joe Rogan, like doctor administered hallucinogens, and and we don't have to worry about our health or hurting other people, and we can be in a controlled environment. I I mean, that's the problem solving from that kind of shit. I think it's great. I think could be fucking great. Like, I'm open to it. Even being like an ultra conservative, like kid that grew up not doing any of that shit. Like, my parents weren't that way. But that's more like a tool, right? Like, yeah, for me, it's it's just a a tool. Like, I don't don't have a, 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 a desire to escape from life. Like, I want to expand my mind beyond what I can do in consciousness to try to solve some yeah. problems. Cause have I, you done meditation? Yeah, I do some meditation. Because okay. that kind of helps expand your so, mind. So, you know what? Even for me, if people think about this, so, like, I'm not smart enough to have invented a lot of things, but I've patented a lot of things. I've improved a lot of things. And whether it's me or me and a team, but one thing I do notice is 90% of my actual good ideas, whether it be marketing, product, whatever, that I implement and, and they're effective and they turn into good product and they make money or what, however you want to measure it, is after REM. So after oh, like sleep. deep sleep, when I wake up in the morning, so I shave my head in the shower because, you know, I'm bald except around the sides. And I shave my head in the shower and I take 30 minute showers because, you know, I have to shampoo and condition my beard. <laughs> I shave my 30 he- minute showers. I, I, yeah. Well, That's I, awesome. My, my head takes 15 minutes to shave as slick as I want it because I'm yeah. kind of probably on the spectrum. So if I can feel any <laughs> prickle, like I can't have that. 
and I play music or I play a podcast or I play something, That's depending right. on my mood or what my day is going to be like. The day we're going to do podcasts, I play like this morning. What was my playlist? Like I, I heard it. I could hear it through. What did you hear? I couldn't. Run, I couldn't really. I could hear some tunes. So I had Big Daddy Kane. Uh. I had <laughs> Jim Croce. I had uh, No Doubt. Like <laughs> you would be embarrassed by the playlist. Nah, that's cool. Joan Jett. <laughs> I had uh, uh, Above the Law. So um, you know that's like '90s rap. Um, like I've, uh, George Thorogood. Uh, uh, like who do you love? That's, a lot. That's like an hour long playlist. Well, it's thirty minute 30 fucking playlist. <laughs> so, so is it thirty minutes every day? Yeah. So it's like you know, and part of it's like getting myself pumped. We're doing the podcast. Like I want to feel like I can fucking kick ass. Got it. And some mornings, you know, I like wake up and play like the fucking cranberries and like who are great musicians. <laughs> love I love. But, you know, that music, like, either makes me depressed or want to fucking shoot somebody. Yeah. Uh, that's good for you, though, sometimes. Sometimes it's the mood. So, so, so yeah, so I do that. So, <laughs> you know, I got to shave my fucking head and do all the other shit. And, and then it's, like, kind of where I meditate. And, like, if you go out in my shower right now and you steam the room up, you look at my shower door and there are notes written all on it. Because From today. To, every day. Today, too. And so I used to actually take a, 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 a paper. So I got a big shower, take a pad and a paper in there. And now I just use my smartphone, so I make notes. But I, I go in there. You get a lot of And as I relax, and I think probably the REM, my deep sleep, like it's the only time I, I like really relax and I think through some real issues. And it could be a problem with a gun. It could be a family issue, something going on with my kids, school, whatever the shit I deal with. And I think of a solution. Has this always been always. since you were a kid? Shower's always. a good spot to think. I it feel is. like I've done all my thinking. Well, that's jerking shower. off, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, I don't know. You imagine. shampoo that hair. It takes you a while. Yes, sir. But I think for it's me, you know, it's where I solve a lot of issues because, like, I get wound so up all day. And whether it's marketing with Thomas and Jay or it's a design issue with a gun or it's thinking about, you know, like money is very stressful for me and it always has been. And we talked about it. Like I set my life up to where I'm insulated from it because like I live time and money is very stressful for you. Yes. Time we and heard money. about the calendar last night. Yeah. Because those are, and you, you heard my woman like Ivanka, <laughs> like it pisses her off with the I, calendar. She was upset. I was like, okay, oh, I'm going to go upstairs. Now. Fucking Nazi man. But <laughs> she, she, she is like scheduling <laughs> regimented and she is, like uh, routine oriented and just oh i'm more like you yeah and, and she's an incredible incredible human being and her coming into my life uh, over the last couple of years it's it's very strange to her mm -hmm. because like i'm a child in a lot of ways like i don't handle many things myself but i have an assistant i have a personal but attorney but you do handle it you're just not you you you're I handling it. you're handling it by delegating yeah. And, so it's and, being handled. It's but, just you're not having to do it yourself. And for most, and like I've given up a lot of money the last 20 years, but what I have bought myself is a lot of freedom and freedom even for myself, like my mind and being no, critical and smart. stress. And like money stress, like if I have a billion dollars, money stresses me out. So I don't, I don't deal with my money, but then I just develop layers. Like I have my personal assistant, I have my personal attorney, I have an accountant. And I get the report of all the checks, you know, to make sure everything is in line. 
and I don't want to think about the money because if I have a billion dollars and I have to spend twenty grand, it stresses me out. Like right. we talked about, like I bought a Tesla, mm-hmm. but I bought a used one. Because you were stressed out for getting a new one. Well, for me, it just seemed like a waste. I didn't know if I wanted it. So I still live like when I didn't have credit and I was poor. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like like this house is pretty cool and it's pretty it's nice. It's very, very nice. It's <laughs> yeah. Very cool. But, you know, like I don't live in a $10 million house. Like I live in a house that from the outside looks like a normal house. Inside, it's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible, and you know, it's I got want, a lot of character. Yeah, and so I want a good place for my kids and my family and my friends, and you know, where I'm very comfortable and I spend a lot of time because I realize, like, I spend time sleeping, I spend time in the shower, I spend time in the kitchen because we cook and shit a yeah. lot, and family and with the kids, and then uh, we watch TV and movies and stuff. And I want those and the hot tub. Yeah, the hot tub. Oh, well, we're gonna do that tonight. Uh, we can get yeah we'll get in the hot tub uh, after this the hot <laughs> but you know that that's a quarter million dollar hot tub okay yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I want to feel what a quarter million dollar hot tub feels like I don't think ever that one. quarter million dollar well it's pool and hot tub okay. but I don't, the kids get in the pool I get in the hot tub but also you know the town paid for that and had they not if they had not uh, beaten up a dude in handcuffs oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I I would I I would have a hundred thousand dollar pool, okay. hot tub, but when those motherfuckers want to act up, and I get you know like an extra three hundred grand, you should have had the mayor over here cutting ribbon. The mayor can suck my dick. <laughs> you can put that on this podcast. That mayor over there. So like I'm the fucking <laughs> he I'm the cut. fucking mayor of Exeter. All right, I'm the mayor so, of so pay me, motherfucker. Yeah, and you know, pull me over and find out. All right, catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> so, but um, but no, but realistically, That's okay, nice. I love the police, the city government. You guys are great. Thank you for your checks every month. I appreciate you. <laughs> so, um, all right, so we can get back to something. So, hunting. Oh, yes. So then I started, so after that first summer, I guess about six months of practicing archery, I went yeah, Archery is no joke. That shit's hard. It, it's hard shooting, but it's even hard hunting because you have you to get, get close. really close to that animal and even the act of drawing your bow too like and people don't understand like drawing your bow it's like shooting a pistol like shooting something with the bow is like shooting a pistol but with one hand and i I don't know somebody slapping you in the face or something like there's so much shit that can go wrong yeah yes it is there's a lot yeah and you're at elevation you're in the cold or might be wind or rain or yeah hunting season generally is fucking freezing is and you've been sitting there cold so you're waiting for this opportunity, and then this opportunity comes, then your heart rate's going. Oh my god, crazy. the adrenaline! Your dude, heart. You have to do it, this it's gross motor movement, and like that uh, alone, you just got close enough to them. Dude, speaking of that, have you ever been there when you're in this situation and you're like, the fucking animal can hear my heart? Yes, <laughs> I can feel it in my throat. You're like, oh my god, they can hear me. Or the gross <laughs> movement where you're moving, like, yeah, so slow, and you're like, he fucking yeah, sees see this. He <laughs> see this. Yeah, you're moving an inch and a half. I mean, you start mind fucking yourself. Yeah, you do. And I mean, that's why shooting a bow is so hard because, you know, like tennis or golf or anything that's a real skill, but they call it a sport, you know, like shooting a pistol, like shooting a rifle. I can teach anyone to shoot a rifle really well within a couple of days. Like a pistol, it's like golf. You got to fucking practice you all the get, time. It's perishable. Yeah. It and goes that's, away. that's what a bow is. It's very, I mean, I, so I love it. I'm obsessed with it. So I've, I mainly do whitetail. I did an elk hunt last year. We didn't get anything or really see anything. But uh, let's go on one together. I would love to. Dude, 
I, I you you call me up if it's within my price range. I'm there. I will. I'll arrange it. it. We'll hook up. You give me some tiger stripe pants. I'm gonna take I, you. I, you and I'll have a blast. I like. We'll bring Thomas. He can bid you. And then now I eat it all the time too. That's the other cool thing is I've got I've got three deer this year in the freezer. I learned how to process it myself. Oh, you do. Bought a meat grinder. He's a fucking man. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I enjoy I'm between it. him and you. <laughs> I'm not that much of a man. <laughs> I enjoy it. But, you know, back to the adrenaline thing. So we, when I first met you, we talked about spearfishing, and that's one thing that I've yeah, done for a so long time. Yeah, so you're super into that. I mean, to me, that's where I was like, and I told you guys, Todd Askins is a fucking man. Like, you watch, but you don't post it that much anymore. Spearfishing is like, oh, my God, you're nuts He's what the fuck you do. He's gatekeeping. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. Explain this spearfishing situation. So you... Because I want to go, but I'm fucking terrified. You can't even swim. Oh, my God. I, I was a Navy SEAL in kindergarten. I just told him, fuck that. Like, I want to be in the Air Force. Uh, yeah. You guys are so wrong to each other. So you uh, hold your breath. You have a gun. It's a usually a banded type of gun. Use uh, snorkel and goggles and so you got no air down there that's none. The, yeah you're like, yeah i've done I mean, a lot of diving you can spear in my time with, with the tank. navy a lot of diving <laughs> i've been underwater a whole bunch like that no fucking air yes yeah, it's, it's it adds to it so i i explained to people about like the moment you know right before you're getting ready to shoot that animal or you're gonna spear that fish and how you're um everything comes together for that one moment so like you practice how to you practice how to spearfish, you drive like we we dive off of Hatteras quite a bit. It's real blue water during World War II. They sank a bunch of ships off of there. The German yeah. U boats sat there and torpedoed. So you got a lot of a good lot of wrecks, yeah, a lot of a lot good of stuff. So all so the pelagic fish, fish come there, around, yeah. and um, so you drive all the way down there, spend the night, get a boat, go out that you know twenty miles out, thirty miles out. You have all this gear. You spend a lot of money on, yeah. Weather's perfect. You're down there. You keep diving all day long. You don't see really much. You don't have really an opportunity. And then all of a sudden, it, you know, you're at 60 feet and then 20 more 60 feet. 60 feet, no air. No air, holding your breath. 20 feet more. Have fun. So the whole idea to get your, so you can go that far and for yeah, that build long. Build those lungs up, man. It's building your lungs up, but it's also meditation. It's, it's calming your heart rate. So you, Yeah, you, the heart rate. So basically keep, not freaking the fuck out. Not freaking the fuck out. Yeah. You just stay calm. But you know that adrenaline dump when you get the buck fever, when yeah. a buck comes. So when that fish comes that you've been thinking about and trying for all day, you got to keep calm. You just got to stay patient. I mean, it's a mental thing. I mean, it's, it's a, a physical thing. You can't be a lazy, fat-ass yeah. Cheetos all day. But it's, a, it's more, mu- I'd say, mental than physical. Yeah, because like you said, with the adrenaline dump and all these things that happen, it's basically when your heart rate doubles, skyrockets. It's like you got to be able to manage that shit. Because if you you don't, you could die. Yeah, you see it with hunting mammals on land. So I'm sure underwater, it's like fucking quadruple because yeah, yeah, you're like three atmospheres under fucking water. Then you got to get up. Do you have to make the decision too? Like, like you just said, you've been diving all day, diving all day. You finally see one. Do you have to kind of decide with yourself, like, hey? Do I have enough to shoot this and then potentially fight it for X amount of time? Because I know they don't die so instantly. You, you're not fighting. Well, no, you shoot it. You can go back up. Yeah, you go back up okay, because yeah. you either have oh, you a can't reel. go anywhere. Yeah, like, you either have a reel or you have a what they call a float line. Yeah. So as soon as the spear gets off of your gun, yeah. it's hooked to a float. I so, got you. Yeah. So if you hit it, you you can go. Yeah. But you probably most people do make a decision. I right. don't. My decision <laughs> is I'm for going it. for yeah. it. 
I'm gonna pass out trying, yeah. which is probably not the really? right thing. Yeah, because we do Told the buddies. You. We do the Todd's buddies. Todd's a system. man. <laughs> Todd Askins is a guy. But that's man. how I get far. Like, I'm not... There's guys who do 120 feet, 200 feet. I, Those not, are dudes born with, like... You know, Jay, how I was born with a large penis. And, right. and like they you hold air in your penis. <laughs> they have gills. But large lungs. Like some, I mean, the world record deep water diver, he's got like eight liter lungs. And, like, he can hold his breath for, Just like, forever. 12 well, they, minutes. They say they... I mean... Maybe it's magic, but David Blaine says like you can, they can train you. You can get a three minute breath hold in two days or like I, uh, whatever. They, like, they well, I don't do know it. about two days, but I think any no, person no, can I think get through. Because right now that. I can hold my breath. I think it's like a couple hours. Uh, yeah, a couple we, hours. We go out to the pool tonight. Like I'll try. I bet I can't hold my breath more than a minute. But I've held my breath for over three minutes. Right. Before. Yes. But I mean, you could do it. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I so you go to a, a free hours. diving class. They'll they'll get you close to holding it for five minutes, and they'll get you at sixty feet. In three days, Fucking I think about three ass, days, man. Yeah, because yeah, they like, will. Like, cause it's all technique. I mean, you know, that's like, like, yeah, technique is psychological. Like, every person can physically do it. They well, can physically do it. You just have to learn the techniques to relax and so be cool. willing to do it. Well, it shallow man, water blackouts aren't as like dangerous as, or they're dangerous, but they're not as like. Well, that's how most people think. Well, it. that's how most people die. Is right. There's they don't have someone there when they have a shallow water blackout. Right. That knows what they're doing to get yeah. them out, but yeah, that's why we do the body system. Yeah, you're not using like you know you, you don't have air compressed air. It's it's like you don't have the yeah you don't get the bends, bends or and shit yeah. like that. So I've so I've you black out, though. you just like take someone up to right. yeah. Know, usually, surface. what ends up happening is the guy comes up and he's like, cool, and then he goes bump, yeah, and he falls he's in the sleep. water, and then you can't breathe. Right. He's breathing water, and no one sees him, and then they and then we're in 500 feet of water. So if that and we're wearing weight belts, <laughs> so pulling you down. So <laughs> if, if if you don't have control, you sink. Your body can't get you. I mean, you're you're gone. I read an account of one guy. Um, the guy had a shallow water blackout, and his buddy was spear fishing like a hundred yards, maybe, maybe probably not, maybe twenty yards away. And they were in the Bahamas off the bank where it goes to 2,000 feet. Yeah, so, so for those that don't know, you, you're in like 60 feet, then all of a sudden there's a shelf and it goes to 2,000. 2, it's that bottomless yeah, like, pit. You, it's sketchy. Let's fucking die. There's nothing. <laughs> so he saw him dropping. He swam over as fast as he could, and he speared his flipper with the spear gun and, and swam him back up. Are you serious? Him. Oh my God! He should get at the Congressional Medal of Honor. Yeah, at like, that point, just spear me. Don't try to go for my flipper. That's what he, I was thinking. Like, like, I would have just speared you he right in the gut. Might have hit his leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, we can save him. Yeah, leg could be all right. Yeah, but he saved him. He that might have spe- so speared his leg. Fucking cool. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Oh, that's insane. I mean, those are the buddies you want when shit goes sideways, like that. Keep their shit. Well, I mean, that was the whole point of the story was doing the buddy system. So when we're yeah. when we're free diving, I guess I mean that's one guy started was with diving me. the navy. Like yeah. you got to have a buddy. Got to have a well, buddy. Cowboy Cerrone's into all the diving he is. stuff now, and he told that story. Fuck cave. Cave diving. Fuck that. Fuck you. I've been in a cave. I didn't. I didn't go with the air. But it, it's like when I was well, diving, scuba diving a lot. right? Yeah, yeah. But, but, but but no, no. I was free diving. But oh, you it's were. When I was so, so about twenty years ago, I used to dive a lot, and I was free diving. And, and you know, I could. I mean, I couldn't hold my breath for five minutes. I could hold my breath for like three minutes. But three minutes with flippers, like you can, yeah, you can cover some ground. You can cover well, yeah. yeah. Water. And, and so, like, I would go in caves in Florida and shit. But I never wanted to be attached to air. I was just afraid because I was. Like, for me, I'm, like, such an arrogant prick, and I'm, like, so confident. Oh, I'll go here, I'll go here, I'll go here. 
but without air, I knew like I can go here and that's fucking yeah. it. Like I do not let light disappear. Like if I can see the light over yeah. there, even if it's fifty yards, okay, I oh, can. Oh, in your in your cave. I mean, yeah, with, with, when I'm with in the air. cave, oh, you'll start no, seeing without another light air. Eventual. I would uh, never go with air. Uh, so I'm like, if I could see it, I then, I, then I knew how far away I was, and like, okay, so I'm forty seconds from being to the surface, and so I can make it. And and that's kind of the way I that's did still it. Still sketchy. It's sketchy as fuck. But like dudes that take air, like for me, and he's probably the same way. Like you're such a prick, you get overconfident. And you're like, I can do this. Like, oh, it's just one more turn. And you're like, oh god, oh god. Damn. And then if something happens, you get a kink in your line. Anything yeah, happens, you're happens. He's, he's he said fucked. he broke all his own rules. He, he did. was like, we we weren't gonna. They got like, di- they got disoriented, right? Yeah. They got and he said around. like, we never should have gone in there, and we said we wouldn't. We shouldn't have kept going. We shouldn't have done this, done that. And he did all of it. And was he with his wife too? No, he he was with his buddy. Oh, his buddy. Okay. Um, or I, 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 I say his buddy, but I think it was a. Uh, for some reason, I think it was a guy that wasn't as experienced or whatever. It's but horrific. He, but either way, he went for it and almost died. So, so sketchy. Yeah, fuck all that, man. I, I haven't been... In, well, I've been in one since, but I just went in like the main hole, like diving in the water. And then you go through. Out. Oh, I don't... Uh, well, we got to go spearfishing. We got to do it. I want to do it so it, bad. If you... I'll get, I'll, I'll get back in shape to do it. I want to go. It's just... do It's 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 cool, man. It's I, hunting. You're hunting on the water. I know. It's so, so cool. like you have to you know fucking water world hunting. I'm all about it. It's Great fucking movie. badass. Yeah, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take a pistol. and you need to figure out how to make a better spear gun. I'm gonna steal one from the Russians. They figure that shit pretty, out. Yeah, I'm sure it's been. Done. <laughs> we'll do it. Um, they've been doing the same technology for a long time. I don't know how long, but well, it's like the agency crossbows, and they're gonna start assassinate people that way. Excuse me. In the '60s, it's like all it, it, same thing, like rubber bands on a fucking. The agency had cross- crossbows. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Tons of them. And now, I mean, so I hear. And <laughs> they allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. but it was like big fucking rubber bands, and it's like okay, so the thing's the size of this table. We're not going to take this to fucking kill someone. No. And start working on other technology, but dude, I want to do it. So that's what you use now. It's just like old school rubber bands. Yeah, use bands and a, <sighs> a steel spear with a slip tip or some sort of tip on it um, i get that well, what are the kind of uh yes so, so, so you're using a fucking crossbow basically these spear yeah guns. you're basically i mean they have so a they pneumatic one where you they push do? it in what's the downside with that air uh i think they're i've never expensive? used one no they're not much more why wouldn't you use that i don't think you get the distance and it may oh. it might not have so my big blue water gun that we shoot like tuna and wahoo and stuff yeah like it's fucking strong big it's, fish it's long it's from here to the wall it's big teak gun heavy the shaft is massive cool thing when you're in the water man but it has Here's four it. bands. It's a motherfucker. Oh, so you gotta load, load it, you gotta uh, bam and then you gotta do it four different times. And then if you don't kill anything, you're like you got to unload it. The other thing is uh, it has a lot of recoil. So you underwater for real? Yeah, it has a t- tremendous amount. Bullshit. I, I hold it like this. Boom. It's just, why, why? Why? Because you hold, you hold the butt, like the butt of it's right here. So it doesn't hit you in the face? Yeah, so it won't come back. Underwater well, is going to hit like you in the little, fucking face. The bands are pushing one way, so it's probably like a paddle. Each band's probably well, like a I understand paddle. science, little buddy. Well, it seems like <laughs> you it. Seems like <laughs> and you're weighing like this with your arms extended. Well, in water, goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> like, I weigh four pounds Not, in water. This, so, like, I would suspect that it's like... Eh. Yeah, in the... I mean, it's neutrally... 
brilliant the gun is, so it's pretty level. But for whatever reason, it it thumps. So, so what do you call the projectile? Spear. That's what's called uh, spear, fishing. spear fishing. Yeah, spear. So the spear. How and much does that spear tip. weigh? Hmm. Never weighed one. Okay, maybe Good half enough. half a pound. So oh, the recoil. Head. So you're like worried about that thing knocking your teeth out. Yeah, on the big guns. On a small yeah. gun, you just pop. You know, yeah. it's like shooting a hmm. twenty-two or something. But yeah, on the big guns, it has uh, real. I recoil. didn't know this. Like yeah. I've shot lots of guns underwater, actually, and I didn't know this. Yeah, don't shoot. Uh, I, I'd like to shoot a gun underwater. You Is there a recoil under? No. Well, I, I've never, your, I mean, uh, probably, but I never. I mean, there has to be some, but I've never noticed pool. it. <laughs> well, yeah, we can shoot it in a pool. I don't really? Give a shit. Yeah, yeah. How so, far does well, it really I, go? I'll see if I've I've got a Glock that I shoot underwater, and and it's just basically for the striker. The little plastic components are perforated. I think I've got it here. If not, we could perforate one. We'll shoot does it in a pool cycle today. Under the water. Uh, or would you have to hand rack it? God, it's been twenty fucking years. Yeah. Um, it's so rad. Because <laughs> no, I mean, I can no. imagine it. I can imagine a projectile obviously coming out. I, I want to say cycles. it cycles is why. Well, God, people are going to know on the podcast. They can tell us, and I'll. I'll How far it out. does it go? A bullet underwater. Do you want to shoot someone underwater? Hypothetically. Yeah. Hypothetically, like ten feet. Yeah, in theory, I mean, you you can be effective at ten feet, or it'll go. Yeah, I kill you at ten feet. God, that's crazy. And and that's about as far as I remember. But I think it cycles underwater. Maybe it doesn't. No, it does not cycle underwater. It does not, but it allows the striker and all to go forward. Right. That's what, okay. So, so what, what do you have to do to make the striker go forward? You were just So the, the striker, the thing that holds the spring, there's a little plastic cup. It's a two-piece thing, and it's perforated. I believe this is true. I mean, it's, it's, it's literally been 20 years. So I don't want to hear any bullshit that in your comments, all right? But <laughs> I've actually done this, so you guys that are reading online, suck a dick. <laughs> but it, it's perforated so that it allows it to go forward. So the striker has the momentum to uh, hit the primer. Yeah, uh, hard enough to uh, deep enough crater to uh, ignite the powder, and um, you can shoot someone. But it doesn't cycle, so you got to manually. But the cycle. water was. The, but was a, that after like normal? ten feet, the bullet's not going to expand and okay. shit like that. Oh, my fucking neck. So, yeah, we can shoot it in the pool. The problem is you don't want to shoot a lot underwater because the concussion, it, like, fucks with your cartilage or something. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. So think, think about it. You, you only wear ear pro underwater? No, but you only want to shoot, like, yeah, boom. You, yeah, you only want to shoot, I forget what it is, like, three shots or five shots within 24 hours. Like, it's not good for you to shoot mm-hmm. underwater. But, you know, if you got to kill I somebody. I wonder how they figure that out. Some redneck. <laughs> somebody Some got redneck. fucked up and died. It's like, God damn, my <laughs> shit hurts. Probably some Russian, if we <laughs> had to be on some red, not just redneck. Redneck. But, um, and they're above ground pool. Uh, yeah, above ground pool. <laughs> um, all right. So, what uh, we got? Well, what else have I got? Um, well, I, I've got some basic things. Okay. So, Tactical distributors. What's the future? What are you guys trying to do? Like, you seem pretty innovative on a lot of fronts in the head of your time. Like, what the fuck's next for you guys? We're uh, just continue to grow in a healthy way. Like, we had pretty What the fuck's that mean? Come on. This I, isn't PG. I don't know. It's Well, I mean, some of the kind of cool things we're looking forward to are collaborations that we've got coming down the pike. Mm-hmm. We got uh, one, well, new brands and collaborations that we've picked up to sell. So one of them, we got 
last year we did that cry combat oh, pant. Killed cry. I mean, he's a buddy of ours. So fucking cool. He's fucking awesome. Yeah. And the whole company is cool. Like everyone yeah. there, Ernesto, Beth. Like I mean, they did them. it their fucking way. They did. I mean, that's what makes them cool, man. And they get it, and they're happy to have partners like us. And so we're doing a um, collaboration with them on the combat G three combat uniform with our own print that. Well, it's not our own print. We're doing a print that I don't think they've ever done before. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be out in two weeks. Yeah. Well, it probably will have already been out once this comes out. Um, yeah. Well, then, big aspirations. Like, what do you want to do? Like, if you uh, had a billion dollars, what's Tactical Distributors going to be? Oh, goodness. That's a great question. I know. I'm good billion at this. dollars, what would we be? We would be a... Billion dollar company. We'd be a billion dollar company. <laughs> that would Todd own Nike Donks. Todd would hunt in the winter and spearfish all summer long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we. I don't know if we would what we would do with Bill. I really I can't even answer that. I, I uh, like. What are your aspirations really with the company? Do you know? Like, if it's unlimited, because that's the way I like to think. We and just like, like Avana, building you know, fun products, and we like building. We I like building cl- clothing and clothing solutions that people really enjoy. And I that's what I love about tactical versus going into like fashion. People really appreciate quality. They really appreciate innovation. In fashion, it's like you're hot, you're on fire, and then the next season you're not. And then the next season you're on fire again. And the next season you're kind of on fire. And then you So know, that's more of a trend thing. That's a trend. So you get to like saddle like the technical aspect and performance and the fashion part. Yes. One thing I want to say to that is and in the summer, it. what kind of footwear do I wear, Jay, in the summer? Flip-flops. Flip-flops. Well, yeah. Where are my tactical distributor flip-flops? So next year we'll probably have a flip Yes. Can we get a KB signature? Like, I will fucking fuck that motherfucker. <laughs> we'll definitely do it. Okay. Oh, my God. 100%. I love him because my man here is on Crocs, and I ain't getting down with that. Though, all, although I saw Vans is coming yeah, out with I some bootleg Crocs. I just, Crocs. Got, I just yeah. got sent that. You see that? Tom? Yeah, I didn't Vans see with that. holes in them. So. Was that today on the email? No, I saw it yesterday. Actually. I don't know. Okay, somebody but, sent it to the two of us yeah. yesterday. It may have I been an April Fool's thing, but who knows? No, probably I, not. Probably man. not. Crocs, that's a good space to get in. I'm gonna have to try. It is. Out. Yeah, we. I have some like Volcom flip flops. I think because we wear flip flops to the beach. Well, the I, yeah. Oh, of course, you Just live on the like, beach. So I use Rainbow and Rainbow's uh, classic. Yeah, and they are very good. So somebody from Rainbow sent me some last year. Because I use Olica. Is, is that how yeah, you say Olica. it? Yeah, We used to sell Olica. They're fucking great. Well, why don't you yeah. stop? Just margin it in there? Or no, it was good. Uh, they kind of, they, it became you could get them anywhere. Oh. We do well with products you can't get everywhere. Well, I, I say we do something like, con, like, why don't you guys carry combat flip-flops? What's the deal with that? Do you know that? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Griff? Is it Griff? You know yeah. Griffin? Yeah. I, I, we, we did at one point. I don't know if they, uh, they might be direct consumer now. Okay, I might be wrong. Well, let's let's do some because I'm all about it. Like when my feet are not cold, all I wear is flip flops. Like I hunt in flip flops. I shoot. I mean, it's just true. It's just like I don't know. Like I'm so. What happens if you really have to run? Chad does I, I, I chuck them off and I run barefoot. You run barefoot. Yeah, so I try to walk around and shit barefoot a lot so my feet aren't That's too really soft. smart. I don't do that, I, but I, it's good for you. It, it's hard, especially at my weight, because now I weigh like 205, where I used to the weigh like 175. Hurt. It hurts. Oh, like fuck. when I was 175, I could walk on fucking hot coals. didn't matter. Now it's like just that difference, that 30-pound difference. <laughs> it's a it big like difference. fucking hurt. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, you see that fucking Polish asshole in there, like feeding me fucking dude. Like she shit. just can't stop feeding us. It's crazy. She pulls out enough food for twenty people. I know every every day, meal every day. So I didn't know um, what was going on last. Night. I was trying to figure it out who she was making all this food for because it was just me, you, and her there. Yeah. I was like, oh, your his son's coming over with a bunch of friends. It's like, no, no, nope. no. She, she opens just, just for us every lays it every meal. It's like she's she's um she's, she's amazing. And she thinks, yeah, she is, and she thinks I'm gonna like. She's like starved death, and I'm like, why don't you make fun of me and I'm fat? And it was you like feed me a bunch of shit. yesterday. She's like, oh, finished all my emails. I'm done for the day. I was like, damn, I still got so many emails to answer. <laughs> she's efficient, That's and great. then. You know, just that culture, like her mom and her aunts and her sister, like they just like, yeah, it's just that Polish culture, man. They want to like feed you. I'm like, how do all Polish men not weigh 500 pounds? Like, what the fuck's wrong with y'all? Has she ever made you any like traditional Polish dishes that oh, are yeah. delicious? All the time. So, her and her mom. So, we have pierogi and stuff a lot, but you know, like she can. Is that the potato pierogi? Well, there's potato. There's it depends because there's you know part of her family I think is like Russian, parts Polish. Oh, so they have it. like sauerkraut, they have potato, cheese, all this stuff. But um, she tries not to eat that stuff, but because you know like she wants to look like a supermodel her whole fucking life. But she has a great. She also has a great metabolism and great genetics. And but it'd be fun to have that every now and then. Oh my god, so great! But so. I'll get so pissed at her. So, like, she'll go to see her mom in Brooklyn. Her mom moved here a few years ago from Poland, was in Brooklyn. And, and they'll cook all that stuff, and her mom will send me a... Literally, she'll have to go buy a suitcase to come back home. Why? And it's all packed with food. Oh, her mom fixes us. And so her mom wants Aiden and I to have it, my son, and cool. have it here. But after, like, three days of me eating pierogies for, like, three meals a day, because I fucking love it, she like, I'll find it, she'll throw it in the trash can. And, like, and then she's like, her. you cannot tell my mom I threw it away. And I'm like... Fuck you. I'll That's so like I'm like a fucking drug addict. Like I want to kill her. <laughs> and <laughs> she's like, I don't want to buy you new pants. Oh, <laughs> like God. I'm just fucking gay. I'll gain ten pounds in a fucking weekend. I was so yeah, I love it. But she, she'll make me soups and stews and like all kinds of shit all the time. But yeah, but then she'll be like, Hey, let's go do this thing and you know, she's just like a fucking Iron Man and I'm, you know, a fat fuck. <laughs> She's not fat. She's good though. Oh, she's cool. She's got it. You got it dialed in here. Yeah, she, her. she's good. She man. keeps shit going. Yeah, I mean, she's tough. She's a fucking brute, and um, and she has a lot of self control, <laughs> which I don't. Yeah, I don't either. Um, okay. Well, all right. We're gonna shift gears. Technical distributors. You know, one thing that I like. Well, you know, and I don't know how dudes are, and probably like dudes that are younger than me are used to this. I don't like returning shit and all, and like it's a pain yeah. in the ass. When I buy stuff, but with you guys, it's fucking awesome. So when I get a box from you guys, which I appreciate, even when you give me stuff or I buy it, there's a little. And you bought, because I told you that when I got here, I was looking for an email of yours and I get all the customer emails for orders and I looked it up. I'm like, God damn, he's bought a lot of shit from us. Well, yeah, because (laughs) it's like. It's cool. Like, you know, I mean, and you know, you could reach out to me anytime. I know you would give me anything and I appreciate it. It's cool that you buy stuff. I I don't want to take advantage. And I, number one, like and respect what you guys are doing. You and I are friends. You know, we support the same chair, like all all the things. And and you guys are really taking off and like, I want to support it. And like, I'm fortunate I do okay. Well, like you know I, how it is. You can't pay your paycheck. bills with trades. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Or you just giving me shit. Yeah. So it's like, 
okay, so when there's stuff that I want, like you hook me up with shit all the time, but when there's stuff I want, I'm not going to reach out to you. I'm going to go buy it, and I'm going to buy it from you guys because you treat me fucking great. But when I see that, I get this orange tag. It's like, hey, if you try something on, and and Thomas May will post it up here, and and, and I'm going to make up this whole thing. It's like, if you try something on, it doesn't fit, you don't like it, here's what you do, send it back, super easy. We try. It's. I mean, I feel like, you know, Amazon is kind of setting the standard for all yeah. of that, and they make it. I mean, it's not as easy with Amazon as it used to be, but it's still pretty easy, and we try to do well, that. They carry a lot of. I mean, this, you can get anything on Amazon. Well, and also it's like you, if you, you know, we're all online, so if you go to the store, you can try on a size ten, and that's a little tight, so you want a ten and a half, and we want to encourage people to like, hey, if you're not sure which size you are, buy both, send one back, or send that one back and get the other one if you don't want to. Which is what I said in one of my excellent tactical solutions commercials <laughs> on a previous podcast. Tactical solutions, huh? Tax all. Oh, we God. Like, Same damn thing. We like them Five too. drinks in. Tactical distributors. Goddamn tacticals. Yeah. So ta- tactical solutions, also a great company. Yeah, cool. Shout out to them. Yeah. They make good products. Holla. But they are, well, we'll, we'll holla. But <laughs> tactical distributors, holla. So great shit. And you get the box, you get this little thing if it's all fucked up. You, yeah, I mean, just to promote, buy two sizes, send one back. Totally cool. Yeah, we that is incredible. Because to me, I'm always fluctuate, you know, between like reasonably sized and fat. And so, like sometimes, well, I'm every size. brand is different, right? Like you even Arteryx, with shoes, it was shoes. Arteryx are skinny, and those those uh, what what are those boots called? The Maritime Assault Al- Boot, Altama. Altama. Yeah. So those motherfuckers, they're offering boots in the standard, which are like Solomon's. They're too skinny for my fat fucking feet. But they got a wide. They got a wide. They so do. I buy the wide. And I ordered actually the uh, not wide, the standards, and they fucking hurt my feet. I gave them to Mitch because Mitch, one of our engineers. Oh, he didn't even return them? He's fun size. No, I can't, <laughs> I can't return stuff. I just don't believe in it. I don't. I'm it's too fucking good. old. I mean, it's though. a lot of work. I, y'all don't have to deal with returns. I wouldn't. Assume. No, no, we don't deal with it. It's not like, hey, I wanted uh, 308. I shot it. I didn't really like it. I want a 6.5. It's a pain in the ass. Like, I'm not that. You're nicer than me. I'm not that devoted well, to it's different. service. It's, di- <laughs> it's different. But that would be kind of funny. It, it is, but. Hey, what know. about Renegon? No, nah, fuck all that, man. <laughs> like, I'm down. I'm devoted. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm fucking Ice Cube, man. We're, we're just. You're you know, I got love not. for the streets. I'm just saying. Still. So, but with um, you know, our shit, we can't really do that. But with yours, but I'm still not gonna do it. I don't do it at a restaurant. I ain't doing it with clothes. And it's you it, go to a steakhouse and they overcook your steak. You're not. No, deterred. that's the last place nope. I'll send something back. I tell them, thank you very much, and I just don't fucking go back. Yeah, that's what. I, maybe I go back one time, give them another shot. Yeah, but no, but with you guys, it's just simple because like I've got a bunch of these J dickheads at work, and there's like. 30 of them, and I'm like, hey, who wears a 10 and a half? Fuck, I wear a 10 and a half. Your feet fat? Nah, man. They're never. Hey, I got this brand new pair of boots I wore one time. Boss of the year. Oh, yes. And that's what I do with my stuff. That's why people love working for you, Kevin. I don't think so. (laughs) They do. You have great fucking. (laughs) Man, your employees are amazing. They're awesome, aren't they? Your teammates, whatever you want to call them. My bosses. My bitch asses wrecking my drones. <laughs> and the no, fact that great, you guys, man. so when I built that gun last night, the fix. Yeah. What, what'd you then, build? Uh, the fix. 6.5. 16 inch with orange, orange accents, orange short accents, top rail. Because yeah. my man's a fucking slayer. He's people ask for those a lot, so just know. That I'm real got, excited. People are like, can I get orange? Like, nope. Don't. Well, it was the last one. Yeah. We, I think we took it off the card. 
Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, oh because a- I've been offered blowjobs for Orange Accents and turned them down before. <laughs> Not from me. <laughs> Please, of but course. We, from me. So then I posted it, and um, and I had several people DM me, message me, and they were like, damn, I, I can't wait to go up and once they open up to go build their own gun. I didn't realize y'all offered that as a service that, is that special? I mean, I, you, you obviously yeah. invited me here, but if I was just a normal customer and I wanted to build my own gun, did y'all offer that? Before as a, COVID. Yeah, you know, I try to be a man of the people, Todd. You know, it's just <laughs> who I am. No, it's it's so, fucking badass. <laughs> thank you. Before COVID, well, I mean, you know, I like, I don't know. I love the marketing. I like all this shit. So before COVID, if you bought one of our guns, you could schedule a time with my assistant to come. And on a Friday... You come build a gun in half day. The plant shuts down. We build your gun. We fucking have a party. We're drinking beers. We take you to eat. We go on a harbor cruise. So you have to buy a gun first, and then on your second gun, you can do this. Nope. No, on the gun you buy, you just buy it. Then uh. you schedule a time. Because we've always had a back order. Uh. So you schedule a time to come build it. But it was a way for you to circumvent the weight. But it would cost you like money Extra. to get here. Okay, so it, it, does the gun cost more? Nope. Did that service cost more? Nope, but now it does. Well, okay. now it's 500 bucks, but then COVID happened because yeah. it was just, we were getting so many. It was a back order. I mean, and we had hundreds of people that wanted it, to. And how much time does it take? Kinda, I mean, we spent three it. hours. It, it, well, think think about this. We are a multi, 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 multi million dollar a year company. Yes. And we shut down for a half a day, half of one day. Yeah. So and we shut down 10% the of the time to build you a fucking gun. I know. That cost me millions of dollars For one year. individual. But it's fucking cool. Could be two or three, but all on the same day. Um, so it costs me, like, if you come build your gun, it probably literally cost me $50,000. I would imagine. And So many but, people were doing it, too. Yeah. And like, how many do you think you we all had, did? We were having them every week. We, we, we probably oh, did? We probably did, like, 100 but uh, and I'm cool with it because like I ain't all about the money, but you know don't don't be getting away of my kids going to private school or whatever. <laughs> but, but no, not really. But um, you use Teslas. Yeah, you, yeah. I buy them. Man, man, I, I'm a man I of just, people. I think like when someone said that, I was like, I didn't. I wanted to ask you. That's one thing I wanted to ask you today. But I didn't realize that that was a option and that's such a cool option the customer build is cool and they can come up but you know what happens is like like jay's probably trying to say and we keep cutting them off is you you come up you build the gun we drink beer we hang out with you we you go on a harbor cruise we take you to dinner like you just fucking hang out and you hang out with the engineers you hang out with our company We're well not those huge. engineers and all, i just think from a business perspective how expensive that is so expensive because the payroll of the engineers and everyone that's shut down and not doing actual work that can make their nut man, you know i've always been hood rich that's fucking cool, so it, it's like that's I, why you should buy a <laughs> fix i cannot wait to shoot that thing you were going to slay so much shit, but it's true. Like I've always just been, I never thought I would make $50,000 a year. Yeah. You know, I never thought I'd have a million. So, so, so like any of this shit and like the rest of it is, it's like, I want the rest of life to be like a fucking carnival for me. So what, where was the furthest guy or individual? came from Alaska. Is that the furthest to build Alaska, a gun here? California, Arizona, Colorado, like the ones off the top of my head, Washington State. So all over the country. And it is a great experience. Like to me, I purchased exotic cars and other shit that's expensive. If I could go participate in the build, 
I would have done it in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah. And, you know, like building a honey badger, it's cool because it's going to be your gun. You'll keep it forever because it's fucking awesome. But the fix is so different, and it's such an innovation. When he explains, uh, I mean, I was lost ha- more than half the time when he's talking about all the engineer yeah. features and stuff. Yeah, they're dorks. But it was cool. And then now I know how to take it apart, disassemble it, clean it, yeah. and then I could put it back together. But, you know, I mean, to what you're saying, we, we didn't have salespeople doing it or customer service. Like, we have the fucking dorks that designed the gun. Mm. And, you know, there are six of us on the FIX program. And I was the only one that was not a degreed engineer. And you build the gun with one of those guys. So one of the five guys that is a degreed engineer that participated in the gun, and they know exactly why every single part of the gun is the way it is. With the honey Oh, yeah, and he would even talk about how they were doing it this way or they tried this way and failed and blah, blah, blah. And then that's how we got to this way. Well, I think for me, like, the reason, and I don't know about, like, Jay, when we talk about the creative side, customer service, marketing, any of the other jobs at Q, but when it comes to engineering and design, I am so given to it and interested in it. And I feel so fortunate to make a a great living and be able to give so much back to the innovation of the product. I'm so into that, that I want you to fail. If you do not fail at your job and you're in engineering at right. my place, I do not want enough. you. I agree. I want us to take shit to the limit, to break it, to fail, and then turn around and, okay, we can't do that, and let's start right. well, getting you, to where we get. Yeah, you're getting as far as you can And that, that's how we're going to make an impact. And um, and then the testing, right? Like So then they take my gun, and ridiculous. they put it, and they do the bolt, and then they do the trigger, and that's uh, uh, pretty cool, man. Yeah. So, so do it all. I see that it works. Yeah, and, and they're taking it to the limit every time. They're breaking shit. They're taking it to the limit. They're making sure everything is the way we said. Um, you know, whether it's your trigger pull, your bolt lift, like all the things. And that's where, like, when somebody says, you know, I don't know, on a more basic level where, like, dead air competes with you. Like, no, they might sell a lot of silencers. Like, we have six-degree mechanical engineers, and that's a huge percentage of our population of employees. And they don't have one. Right. Like, we test, we build we build shit to destruction. We know what the fuck it is. Well, and also we're on a like walking level. through your factory. So I've been in manufacturing. I know I've been around it, not to that level, but in clothing and bags and whatever, footwear. <coughs> but you walk by and you, uh, you know, just asking questions like, "All right, they're welding cans over there. Each baffle is welded on the ex- internal and external." And then you go, "How long does that take for each one of those?" Oh, it's a you know, I don't know what you said, two minutes per weld, and there's a bunch of different welds, and you're like, fuck, that's a lot of work for that one can. And it's made out of titanium, so it takes longer because yeah. it's a heavier me- or you know, stronger metal. And, and then you see all those cans out there. And it's like, and then how many do you all produce a day? And, you know, it's not as, uh, you just, you think, you look at a can, you're like, God damn, why is it so expensive? Because it's, just a piece of metal but then yeah. you think about all of the work that actually goes into it and the engineers who are actually doing it and designing it and then building them and you're like, i see why they're so expensive it's not like you're they cost you five dollars and you're charging a thousand dollars you're making 995 dollars no it's i brought that up. i brought that up earlier in the podcast at one point but like 
I know how much money our just the blank receivers for the honey badger cost. Our price, right? And it is you can go buy ARs completed for that price. So it's like, yeah, it's not another. It's not a cheap set yeah. of receivers, and then we just market way up. Like, yeah. no, and I mean, and with the silencers, we can build. We, we could build cheap silencers, and we can build the quietest silencer. Like, there's all these different things, but trying to build the best product. And a lot of it goes unseen or we don't have the budget or we don't take the effort because we stay back ordered to educate consumers. Well, that's what I was trying to explain. That's why I was bringing all these up because these are things that I, from an outside perspective, I saw Q, you know, Instagram and listen to the podcast and, you know, talk to you a little bit. But when you actually go in there and you look, you're like, it's really cool. It's impressive. And yeah. then you see those trash barrels, another thing. With tons of fucking parts that, for whatever reason, didn't pass QC, and they're cut up. We are there are fifty gallon drums. There's several of them, full of these thousand yeah. dollar pieces parts, or I don't know how much that five hundred dollars. But there's like there, a there, lot of there's them. at least a hundred grand in every barrel. I would and, imagine, and, and I am a total Nazi. But it's so cool to see when that. it comes to quality control and the product, like trying to build a brand, trying to build the best product. And I want to charge what it costs and for us to make enough money for me to keep my team together and us to live the lives we want to live. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't want to rate people. I don't want to overcharge, but it's, it's a value. Our products, even being expensive are a fucking value. And that means we have to, not only engage quality control and understand it, but we got to fucking attack it. Yeah. And that means we scrap a lot of shit. We hold vendors accountable. We hold ourselves accountable. We make parts. And if it ain't right, it goes in the fucking trash can. I saw you know, it. we don't we don't sell it as a blim. Like the only things we sell as a blim is like basically a surface finish problem. Otherwise, it can never even be sold as a blim. I mean, there's a lot of receivers cut in half. Yeah, I mean, if, if 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 a finance person or a real business person ran our company, that would not be the case. Me running our company, I make plenty of money for the life I want to fucking live. It's cool. And I want to live the life of developing the greatest stuff with the greatest people, and that fucking costs money. And it, and it's a commitment. It is. You, you know, like, It's going to pay off in the long run, and it already has. You know, you hope, but, you know, if nothing else, it pays off for me in the long run for developing something that I You're can't proud of. I can't even fucking buy even though it's my money. It's like I'm proud of, the people are proud of, we know we're kicking ass and I want to incentivize people and you have to lead by example when you own the place. It's like I got to put my fucking money where my mouth is. And if I expect everyone else to do that. Right. And we have to be the best at all cost. Like we will burn this place fucking down before we're not the best. <laughs> like that's what we do. And well, that rifle, I'll be able to give it to my sons, you know, like it's, yeah. that thing you, you, you will forever. never replace that rifle. And it was so cool thinking about, you know, I was like, all right, so when should I be cleaning it? He's like, ah, you probably won't ever need to clean it if ever rarely. Like, I, I mean, yeah, if all you're doing is hunting with it, you probably never will. Yeah. So and if anything were ever to happen to it, like <clears throat> we had a, I don't know if you saw it in the cage, but. We had a guy run his fix over on accident. He didn't mean to, but like it can shoot around corners now. With a truck and a trailer, and yeah. the barrel is bent. Yeah, and like and y'all shot it. And the no, 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 no. no. But the act, <laughs> the action still is fine. Oh, it is. Yeah, and he just like he was cool about it. He said, "Hey, I screwed up," and I think he said like, "I'll 
buy another one. I just don't want to wait. He just didn't want to wait a year okay. or backlog to get it. So, so he's like, what can we, no, no. So he expected to pay. And, you know, we just collectively said, well, number one, it's cool when a customer's fucking honest. Yeah. And and then yeah, it's it like, wasn't your fault, obviously. It, yeah, and it's like, well, that'd be cool to get that gun back. And like, what's it really cost us? Like a few thousand bucks, send them a gun, mm-hmm. and that's a lot of money. But in the scheme of things, like we'd this like to have it. that gun. And that guy's so dedicated to our gun, and he waited, and he loved it, and he fucked up. And I've been in that situation. You probably have too, where you you like <laughs> fuck up. And you're like, God damn it! Ooh. And it. Had and a recent it, one with the drone. <laughs> I don't feel like you were that sorry. You should ask Adam. Yeah, and, and and we replaced it, and we have it, and we'll probably use it for marketing at some point. But, you know, for me, just feeling so humbled and honored that we have customers that are that loyal and they love the product. You know, and part of it is the arrogance of me not being surprised. Like, I'm not new to this fucking game. You know, I, I don't have six engineers so we can brag about it. Like, we got them because, like, I want to do shit. Yeah, it's expensive. Excuse me. Yeah, it's expensive when engineers that payroll is, like, half the fucking payroll of the company. It's expensive. But, um, and then it's like their payroll's not even anything. It's like allowing them to constantly fail or explore new technologies or explore what they want to do and me not be innovative. It. Yeah, be innovative. I mean, that's what that means. Yeah, you're right. And develop shit. But I have incredibly high expectations of them. I'll give you whatever you want, but we have to change the fucking world. And if you're not down with that, whether that means time, innovation, your brains, like whatever it is, I will buy whatever we need. Well, but it's cool. You better change the world. Some of the stuff you told me about and we saw last night that's coming down the pipe. I mean, y'all are changing the world. I hope so. Yeah, and exciting. if not, like, I'm not satisfied because I tell them, like, fuck you guys. Like, I'll just, like, retire and go hunt the rest of my <laughs> life because I'm down with that. But if we can produce product and we can, you know, change the world in this part of the industry, which I fucking love, like, I'm dedicated to you guys. Like, you know, we'll go to war. But if you guys want to fucking half-ass it, like, I can go retire. Like, I'm okay with my life and what I've done. If we can keep but we're going. not as customers, so don't retire yet. <laughs> well, there are no pretenders at Q. Like, that's another thing. Well, everyone's real genuine. It, it, right. Y'all are fucking cool. But like, I don't know if it's because y'all are extreme northerners or what, but y'all are fucking cool. Well, like, everyone there knows what they're doing in their, in their area, with the exception of me. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of a fucking idiot. But <laughs> well, they're going to figure out to real fly drones. <laughs> He's like, I want to be the yeah. company pilot and yeah. fly drone. Yeah. With the exception of me, everybody else, like like all the engineers, it's not... It's there's not like an it's not like another company that a few of us have worked for where there's just some guys just needed a job and they're they're good at what they do or whatever but they're not specialists in what they do they're but at Q specialists. every person is a specialist for sure and you could you could hear the pride you know it wasn't just like this is what I do it's like this is what we do and who we work for it was a lot of pride in working for Q or being a part of y'all's culture i don't know you could just feel it it's yeah really i mean cool. i i want them to be because you know i generally have a big personality and presence but from my standpoint you know like at a personal level m- my job is to support them yes like it's all i do like i'm their bitch right like i'm the maid like well, that's, it, the, that's it, the right job of any leader i mean I, I i don't know but i think it's where it falls in like i'm not too proud for any job um I have demands, but my job is to fucking fund, support, 
kind of shine a light on what I think. Like I think I've got a, a, a good um, sense of the industry mm-hmm. and what we should do. And then just quality of life. Like I want everyone there, you know, if. Well, if, yeah, y'all got trips coming up and, oh, you know, trips, like clothing. Yeah. Y'all ordered some stuff for someone. I don't know who they are, but you're like, hey, this girl needs a. A sweatshirt, you oh, know, yeah, like yeah. So you're really looking out for everybody in there. Well, I think cool. we try, but you know, with, with um, y- you know, for me as a company, it, it, it's like if you got a kid that's it's very gifted and they can go to Phillips Exeter Academy and it costs 80 grand a year, mm-hmm. I want to be able to provide you with that. If you got a kid that needs, has special needs, like you know, I do, yeah. um, I want to be able to provide you with that. If if, if you need, um, you know, something for child care. If you need something for child custody. Time off for, you know. If you need a month off or whatever, like we want to be able to provide you with that. And I'm fine with that. But when you come back, you fucking kick ass. Like we are like balls out. And, you know, that's the culture I want to produce there. And and I want everyone to develop. And and not everyone is... um, can can get acclimated to that right we, we got a lot of pussies they come there and they're real smart and they're all this but they they can't handle the big boy rules yeah you know like i'm not going to tell you what to do every fucking day like i don't go to the office every day i'll go to the office every week right but we have a set of expectations and when you're part of a, a department and part of a program this is the expectation and i'll give you big boy rules like in six months we better be doing this I don't care how the fuck you get there. You got my credit card. You buy whatever you need. We get here. Mm. And you better, you Preach, better Kevin. sacrifice. Preach. I mean, it's just the way it is. It's cool, though. And it's, it's I mean, like, that's how it all should be. And if it's not the way it is, like, that's cool. You go work at SIG. You go work at somewhere where they're okay with mediocrity. Yeah. Like, at Q, you will not survive if you are not willing. Well, also, a small company like ours or yours, it's like, there's really nowhere to hide. No. There's nowhere to hide. It's like every everybody's a part of the team. Everyone has an important role that needs to be fulfilled. You know, not part way, but the whole way. The whole way. The I mean, you, you got a whole asset. You can't half asset. Yeah, you though. can't. Well, uh, well, speaking of that, tactical distributors. Who's your target demographic? Like, who the fuck are you you guys trying to sell to? It's pretty interesting. It's evolved over the years. When we first started uh, with the e-commerce, you know, the wars were still going on. So we were dealing with guys who wanted to kind of upgrade equipment. So, you know, if they, they wanted a better rain shell or better socks or better boots or whatever. And then once those worn down, wore down, the... Uh, you know, like that's when all the training psych, like, you know, all these hotshot trainers, and I say hotshot, not in a derogatory sense, but just, you know, these trainers and guys Douche like bags. me, <laughs> no, but like no, me, and instead of going playing golf on the weekend, you would go take a, a two day shooting course or carbine or pistol or whatever. And so those guys wanted to dress like all the, you know, tip of the spear guys so that we were selling to them. And then now it's become, you know, with, uh, the last kind of cycle of elections and then even before that with the gun culture now it's just like men who enjoy gear that want it to be diversified that can they can take it hunting they can take it to starbucks they can take it out to dinner they can take it to the range they could go running in it they can exercise in it you know the real just, tip of the spear shit just like all you know it's very versatile it's like men like i have yeah i have tools Right, so I got stuff I run in. I got running shoes. I got running, man, whatever. I have a shotgun 
that I use for waterfowl hunting. I got a rifle I use for deer hunting. I got a new rifle. I'm going to switch out my old rifle for deer hunting. You know, you have like these different, you know, I have a a personal defense weapon, which I use um, Glock 43X. Uh, That's mine mine currently. This guy too. I know. What are you, 365? No, I got a 19. Yeah, my man's big. My, my, yeah, my six five. I look like I got team. But I'm just saying, like I, I have a lot of other guns, but those are my primary things that I use for these different. Because I want to be as proficient as I can. I don't have a ton of time to. Yeah, I mean, every time we go to do something, we need to be efficient. Whether it's like hunting, like leisure, a woman. I want to know it. So, anyways, that's who are we cater to guys who like to do fun, recreate stuff. There was like this Dodge or. Ford commercial. It was a couple years ago. It was like some guys at a kid's birthday party. They're drinking a beer. The two guys were talking, neighbors or whatever. And it was like, <sighs> sounds like my like, life. What do you do for a living? Or no, he's like, what do you do? And then he thinks, and then it's just like, and it's a truck commercial. So he's like throwing lumber in the back, throwing a deer, fucking kids blow up house, surfboards. It's like that's what I do. I do everything. I, I do whatever I want to do, and I don't. I want the clothing and the gear to. God fit my lifestyle very similar to you but i know maybe it's the, where we connect god we got to go on a hunt man yeah i know uh, i feel like a brother from another I, mother I, I, I feel the same way yeah. i think i feel like we're having a bromance ivana watch the fuck <laughs> out. todd's moving in we're going on an elk hey man, this is an upgrade i like it <laughs> i got two little crazy kids but they're fun oh my god the kids uh all right yes. well, with that so, said let's wrap it up all right. todd my man Thank you very much. I appreciate you coming out. Yeah, it is like always great spending time with you. You guys, check out Tactical Distributors. If you do, Unpossible 15 will get you a discount. Yep. Great shit. I order all the time, which Todd said. Like Sometimes I don't even get the discount. Like, it's cool. I don't know. I want to support my homies, so I don't do it. But you guys can do it and get a discount. And like I, my underwear, my jackets, my shirts, my pants... And hopefully my motherfucking flip-flop this year, if we can do that. Yeah, we'll oh, do it. God, we're so on it. And, but my boots, the Ultima. Ultima? What, what are they sure. called? Ultima. Ultima. Oh, yeah, Ultima. Ever. Ultima. Whatever. The Maritime got, Assault boots. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those, I got the green ones. They're I got the multicam. I got gray. the uh, gray. I've got the, uh, uh, what does what, what that call it? Coyote or? Yeah, Coyote. Coyote. Like FDE or Coyote, yeah. What do you guys call it? I think it's Coyote. I think uh, they do Coyote, Coyote. So got those. They're great. I'm taking them to Africa next week. So fuck you guys. I'm going to be out there. I'm going to be out shooting shit. And you guys are going to be here. Like I can't you know, wait to see it. Shit. You're not shooting shit. <laughs> anyway. So I think this podcast would do something special. Yes. So let's do some giveaways. All right. Let's do it. What's Tactical Distributors in for? So we're up for, we'll do, we'll outfit one individual and it's, I hate to say it, but we'll, I mean, a girl or a guy could win, but we basically only have men's clothes. But you could give it to your dude. I don't know. Uh, Ivanka, she just so, wears the men's shit. She, she wears smalls. She looks and, good. And that's everything. like the Delta bitches. That's what they do. She so. looks she looks good in anything. I yeah, she'll be. Yeah, yeah, she's blessed. <laughs> so we'll get. So blessed. blessed. <laughs> so we'll give uh, footwear, pants, tops. All right. A so, whole package. Podcast at livecureDie.com. Send your uh, upper, lower, and footwear sizes. Tactical Distributor is going to hook you up. So the first people... So how long... What's the uh, time limit? One week from when this airs? Yeah, let's say one week from when it airs. Randomly pick a winner. Y'all randomly pick... 
Yeah, you can right. pick. All right. Randomly pick. Yeah. You heard my man Todd Askins. Randomly pick one week from when this airs. So your upper, your lower, your feet, send the sizes, girl or boy, and we'll do the best we can. Yeah. And also, so cute, Jay, why should we throw in this motherfucker? Okay, Colin. First of all, you're not going sh- to come on in here, baby. Come on in here, Colin. Come on, on camera. Whoa, Colin, get shit. on the get on this microphone. What are we giving so away? So, Colin, he's in marketing, customer service. He's one of the OGs. He, he's the. Hey, Colin, what are we giving away? Well, well, and yeah, you name it. Yeah, I can't give away your money. Would you come here in the suburban? I didn't see you pull. Oh, oh, you're in the. Uh, oh, you've been here for a while. I saw your shit pulling. I yeah. thought somebody turned around. <clears throat> yeah, I've been here for a bit. God, I got to get a gate at this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the door is wide open. <laughs> I know. It's like people turn around. It's normally because the bridge. But Let's do a honey batter trigger and then uh, a full set of swag. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So too bad Colin came in because he's a cheap motherfucker. We're going to give him a <laughs> honey badger trigger. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to give you a rimfire uh, silencer. Sure. Yeah. We'll do that because Colin's cheap. So you get the honey badger <laughs> trigger. So we're going to give you the first one. I'm going to autograph. You're it. fucking up his budget. That's what's happening. Wow. He's like, man, I got it all budgeted out. And Kevin just comes in here, blows my budget <laughs> in one podcast. I know better than to say anything. Uh, 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 oh, 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 really? Crash. So anyway, so you're going to get tactical distributors. You're going to get a full set of yeah, swag. Yeah, you'll be stoked. We'll Probably stoke a sweater, swim trunks. I'm telling you, I'm getting the hot tub later with Todd. I mean, <laughs> my man's fit. We'll see what happens. But I, <laughs> I've got my battle briefs. Uh, he's going to develop some flip-flops. We're going to work with them. I'm going to do flip-flops because you know Sign- I'm the king of flip-flops. KB signature flip-flop. All the shit. And so Colin gave you a a, a honey badger trigger. And it's prob no. It can go in anything. Definitely the best. Well, literally. The literally best the best made. trigger ever made. And I'm going to give you a rimfire silencer. You pick from the El Camino or the Erector, and you get it. And I'll autograph it. I'll do whatever you want. And so you email podcast at livecureDie.com. That's podcast at livecureDie.com. Right.